All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here this December 21st, 2022. It is the winter solstice. Hope you're doing well. My name is Henrik. This is Red Eyes TV. Thank you, everybody out there for uh, joining us here for this uh, special live stream. We do have some uh, topics lined up for you guys today. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, kind of how it's been the last couple of weeks, you know. Uh, no real uh, super strong red thread, but there are some important things that actually have uh, uh, have unfolded here. So we'll go through some of that. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the solstice as well, Eric. You know, that we we have that today. Uh, it's an important uh, time, of course, uh, for us, for for Europeans, for Indo-Europeans. Uh, our traditions, much of it, of course, is kind of hinged around this. Uh, much of the religions that have arisen, uh, whether you like it or not, this is this is the epicenter of of, of the whole thing. <laughs> Without the sun, there is no life, uh, right? And that's basically where. Uh, we find ourselves right now. I came across a pretty nice, nice, wonderful uh, post here on uh, on Telegram that a couple of people shared uh, that I thought we could read uh, as well, as in uh, you know a little veneration to the uh, to the to the times as it were here. So, folks, in a few days, the sun, <clears throat> and some people would say the sun king here, right, uh, is going to uh, start showing his golden rays to us more and more. The days will become longer. And even though we are still in a very cold period, and of course it get, could get colder still, the plants and trees will notice and start to dream less. In no time at all there will be spring, and the green shoots will appear, and the rain and sun will shower on us regularly once more. The earth will begin to awaken, and we can once more spend time in the meadows, under canopies, sit beside rivers, streams, walk up tall mountains, meditate on the great heights. We don't have the comfort of sleeping through the winter. We must endure the cold and the dark, seeking love and warmth from our Folk, that's kind of nice. I forget, I forget who shared uh, that actually on Telegram, but uh, good, uh, good stuff. Do uh, do appreciate it. I was actually rewatching. I was like, is there a um, good kind of summary of like the the, the solstice thing and like? Uh, and I even searched. I wanted to show uh, uh, Roy, my my oldest, you know, like a good kind of summary of like what it is. And it was I couldn't believe how sucky the search results was on was on YouTube. It's like a bunch of like mainstream science channels that basically was like. Oh, here's the, the the procession, and this is how it works and stuff. And and some of them weren't even like narrated; it was just text and and, and music essentially with graphics. Uh, I guess we have to. I guess we have to do it ourselves if we want to do it right. You know, something that kind of like encapsulates a little bit of the myth, encapsulates how long this has been part of the human uh, record of of n- not just the calendrical knowledge, if you will, that we have because of the the farming aspect of of, of planting and knowing, you know, when. Uh, when to do things in the right way to basically survive. But there's other things, of course, tied to this as well, right? Uh, in terms of uh, our religious traditions. And so I was looking through, and it, and it's very cringe, and I certainly did not like and agree with the, many of the conclusions that came later down the pipeline, right? You guys remember Zeitgeist, that movie? Was it Peter Joseph? This is like back in uh, 2000. When did he release that? 2009 or something like that, I think it was, right? And... Uh, <clears throat> but but it was a, it was a somewhat of a decent kind of overview of the situation, you know, pr- bringing out some of the kind of uh, he would he didn't phrase it this way, but some of the Indo uh, Indo European Indo Aryan you know kind of traditions that we have hearkening back to this period. I came across two wonderful uh, wonderful videos. You know, so occasionally we play those like you know kind of white people things. You know, crazy cr- the crazy thing white people do. Uh, two of those clips. Check this out. Wonderful <clears throat> European. Uh, uh, woman here, young woman, 
out ice skating on a uh, beautiful lake. I have no idea where this is, but uh, this is uh, very nice stuff. Look at this here. Not very nice and wintry for you guys. Not bad, eh? <clears throat> what do you think? Pretty nice. Very nice. I like that. Uh, more of that kind of stuff. We need more. There's some... Uh, uh, back to the point here before I was thrown off. I guess if you want to do something right, as I say, you've got to do it themselves. And I, real, I, I realize there's like what a need there is to... In a very... And it's very hard, these, these things, just, to be, just being honest here. Everybody will be, you know, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not true. Or that... that you know, actually, or, you know, stuff like that, right? When it comes to spiritual traditions, nature, whether it's Christianity or paganism or the merger of the two or the fact that both uh, now have a common root, whether you like it or not, and one came out of the other and one wouldn't be what the other is without the other and vice versa. Um, but looking at the uh, many of the solar deities that have been worshipped throughout uh, European uh, tradition, and of course, it goes to, to other parts of the world as well. This is very, very, very important. It's like denying feels <laughs> like the basic fundamental principles of 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 Earth and life itself to say that that has no, there's no um, aspect of like human psyche that has developed over time, like collectively, let's say, or genetic memory that has a, a tie to our relationship to the sun and the fact that man throughout the millennia have anthropomorphized these, you know, forces in nature in order to both understand, uh, venerate, and yes, in some cases, worship these uh, forces. And in most cases, we're, we're very superstitious when we don't have all the all the facts, of course. Uh, but then at the same time, there's a very, uh, very special, magical, not attitude maybe, but there's, but there's a special... Before everything was kind of ruined by science, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not against science, but but there's some of that that's very fake and gay, and then there's some that are just like, you know, the deeper we we peer into the uh, uh, you know the secrets of nature, we, we we discover nothing, and I'm just like, really, is this what it is? Is that everything is just empty atoms and uh, you know observer effects and quantum mechanics and stuff? And I'm not sure I'm buying all of that stuff. It's like uh, it, it's. It, the deeper we go into it and demystify, there's nothing there, right? Because the, the mystery has to be part of it. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling here, but <laughs> back to the point. It's like, I, I like that. I like some of that stuff. I like the anthropomorphized. I like looking at the history of it and how uh, the comparative myth mythology, right? Of, of how many similarities there have been by different civilizations over time. And surely that that is for a reason. It's not just you know random. There there's there's so many overlaps. So anyway, that Zeitgeist uh, movie I was rewatching is like yeah, some it's cringing and, and gay, or whatever. But you know some things are, are are fairly good. It's a very simplified you know basic rundown overview. But I still kind of like it. But anyway, so I guess we got to do. I guess we got to do it ourselves. I wanted to show something for uh, uh, to Rorik, and I was like, man, there's really not much good stuff out there anymore. So that's something that's coming up. You do, of course, you do have our, our uh, Christmas classic for those uh, who, who want to check that out. We've uploaded like new version of that every year. 
I haven't done that this year, but I linked it up in some, you know, on Twitter and our, uh, on our Telegram. And of course, there's like holes in that, there, and there's more things we could add on to that. And I certainly certainly will do that at some point. Do an updated version, adding new stuff that we've you know discovered since and new research and stuff like that. So that's that's something I do want to work on uh, later on anyway. Uh, all right. Anyway, guys, let me take uh, see a couple of entropy has come in here. Uh, good to see you, uh, lads. Uh, we do read Super Chats over on Odyssey and Rumble as well. Uh, but uh, let me take a couple of on Entropy here. Uh, RoboThink says, uh, I'm a custodian at an elementary school, and they just installed two defibrillators. Wonder what they are preparing for. Man, that is just beyond sick. Yeah, we played a clip, was it last week? We played a clip of uh, of that and uh, just was it australia there was like you can you're, you're never more than 200 feet away or what was it 400 uh, meters away something i forget something like that uh, of a defibrillator now uh, i guess it's just common sense yeah we have one guy that uh, died watching avatar too i mean that it just sucks that much i guess where he got so, he got so upset seeing the noble savages being uh, <coughs> ravaged by the uh, the evil uh, white man that's the analogy of avatar right uh, bill hoover says uh, they made a new national treasure show that replaced Nicolas Cage character with an illegal alien. Is that is that really true? Ay ay ay. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. National treasure. Uh, there it is. That was maybe a little bit too much. Um, uh, you know. Although again, I start to repeat myself with the words "gay" that it was, but. Um, it's a little bit too, I guess, patriotic or like nationalistic. I mean, it's a lot of like Masonic stuff and, you know, symbolism and, you know, the, the, the founders were Masons and stuff. And of course, that's true. It's not that's, that's not a lie. Right. Uh, but I, I was wondering how long that was going to stand. National treasure edge of history sags under the weight of the new franchise TV review. When is this from December 14th? Uh, all right. Great. I got to check that out. That looks uh Looks wonderful. Disney Plus, what a surprise. They replaced uh, Nicolas Cage. Who could have ever known? Thank you, Bill. Uh, appreciate that. Good to see you guys. All right, so where were we here? Let's get back on track. Oh, the other one. Let, let me show you this. Check this out. Here's here's some crazy white people things uh, in, in the spirit of, of uh, our ability to master the, uh, the uh, winters and uh, winter sports. Check out this.
Not bad. What do you think? Huh? Not not bad at all. Yeah, there's some crazy. Uh, there's some crazy white people like that. They can do uh, do crazy uh, stuff. All right. Uh, anyway, someone reminded me in chat to Yev Lebokken. That's right. Did we talk about this this year? Uh, I like this one. We always, as, as you can see, we have one down in, in, in down in the corner there in the uh, uh, in the lower third. It's a very very uh, traditional Swedish, um, you know. Um, Ornament, it's not an ornament. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, display? <laughs> what do you call it? Like decoration? I guess that's, that's the word. Uh, and this 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 guy up in Jävla, which is a little bit further north in Sweden, uh, have been burnt down a couple of times. Actually, and look at that proud lad right there. Uh, it's not really. This is not really Krampus, right? Which is like so, uh, Central uh, Europe. That tradition. This is a little bit different than that. Sometimes. You know, the Julbok was like accompanying uh, Tonten, as we call call him, which is, you know, Santa for us. But it's really more like sometimes it's they're depicted as little elves kind of thing. Sometimes they, you know, actually the word Tonten is actually, the word Tomt means property uh, in Sweden. So Tonten is the, the small um, helpers, workers. The, again, anthropomorphized uh, nature, you could argue, right? The, the Irish have what uh, elves or leprechauns and stuff like that, right? But uh, tomten the, or tomtar, they, they take care of your animals. They're helping you uh, the, make sure certain things function as they as they should, right? So sometimes tomten is accompanied by this book. Sometimes that was the um, the one that actually handed out gifts and stuff like that. It's a little bit back and forth, but uh, they build it up there. And certain years it's been burned down. There's a classic story of an American that showed up one year. I forget what year that was. Uh, and, of course, it is, you know, I- illegal to burn it down. But for a while there, it was kind of a tradition to burn it. So he uh, went and uh, went to a local pub there up in Yavle. He went to go get drunk. And someone told him, no, 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 like, it's a tradition that it burns down. So this guy actually went to go and burn it down. Uh, and he was arrested. <laughs> arrested because like it was like, no, what are you talking about? Like th- this is what you guys do, you know. But it's it's still standing, still standing tall. What's the latest here? Six six hours ago this year, more people than ever came to my inauguration, and over ten thousand new people are following this account. I mean, I get it. I'm the greatest of all time. Some of the the narratives here is kind of cringe. Anyway, love you all. Uh, here he is. So he's still standing tall. Uh, good stuff. Our good old Yulebok. Black Phillips says, uh, Hail Henrik and happy solstice. Same to you. Normies should know the solstice is essentially the pagan Christmas. In fact, the two holidays are linked forever. They they are. I like how Henrik and Lana don't try to divide the dissident right over faith. Spurgs take note. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in doing it. And again, that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Christian, but uh, I have no problems with Christians uh, or, or Christianity. And the, the, the times we talk about it, we in fact talk about uh, how interconnected many of them are. Uh, the traditions within it, it's weaved in there. We did that uh, one segment of just talking about the, the Gothic cathedrals and the, the, the pagan roots of, of why those buildings look like they do. And it's just like, you can't separate the two. Uh, Christianity wouldn't have become what it is without Europeans, especially European paganism. And you could argue uh, Germanic, uh, uh, the Germanic influences of it as, uh, over it as well. Uh, but again, if you go back, I mean, again, all those are like Indo-Aryan, Indo-European traditions. And if you shit on all of that, you essentially shit on your ancestors. 
And so ultimately, then you're not uh, you're not pro-white. You just want to start at this. Uh, well, here here it all starts. This is you know the beginning of everything, and everything before that is like you know evil or wicked or satanic or something. I think that's kind of a if you're claim to be pro-white, I think that's kind of a, a retarded view on the fact. It's not uh, it's not uh, uh, dangerous or evil or wicked. It's a, it's our it's our people. It's our, it's our roots. Uh, if you believe something different uh, today, that's that's totally fine. But but to recognize our shared and common roots. And, and, and again, when, when these traditions came into uh, effect and, and they became w widely adopted, and as it was a top-down thing when, when Christianity came in, it was a lot of politics in the beginning, it was a lot of strategy, it was a lot of aristocrats or, or royalty at the time that you know adopted it and then it was kind of forced on the people. But when that uh, happened, a lot of uh, pagan uh, uh, traditions were, uh, and symbolic uh, aspects what was weaved into uh, Christianity and the tradition and, that, and again that's why there's so many overlaps uh, of it and I, I think that's uh, I think that's great I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful that some traditions are, are maintained even uh, in a new uh, you know religious sense uh, and and although I'm not maybe super happy how it turned out and and certainly could it have done been done better uh, yes all, all of that stuff right uh, terribly uh detrimental and divisive to our people but you know that's kind of how it's always been uh when you get new traditions and and, and stuff like that coming in right you, uh even the Aryan invasion was was i mean massively brutal kind of thing right but but that's that's who we are today it's just part of it we we, we share that background with the uh kind of the hunter gatherer that was that was there before the Aryans uh or the yamnaya showed up all right uh anyway cold snap let's just uh, mention this real quick here uh, in the U.S., so up in these parts here, uh, 12 cities across the plains, Midwest, Northeast, facing the worst. This is not really Northwest. Actually, it is. I think in these parts, there was at least wind chills that was very uh, uh, brutal over the next couple, next couple of days. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Northeast face, facing the worst of this weekend's bomb cyclone. I'm not sure why they call it that. Is it some new term they use? With 18 inches of snow and blizzards that will cause frostbite in just 10 minutes. Yeah, watch out. 12 cities across the U.S. face devastating winter conditions as a massive bomb cyclone. Is that a... I, I don't remember hearing that term like 10 years ago. Maybe, maybe they did. Uh, threatens to terrorize the country just days before Christmas and in the thick of the holiday travel. It is due to develop... Uh, it is due to develop over the northwestern states. Okay, so it is coming this way first, I guess, uh, and move east across the country, tearing through the Great Lakes, crashing into the south and freezing the northeast with the coldest December temperatures the region has seen in decades. Up to 18 inches of snow could fall in some areas, along with strong winds up to 55 miles per hour. And I think it was, yeah, I saw a map that wind chills up to, was it again, 40, minus 45 Fahrenheit? Was that what it was? I was like, this can't be right, and then I'm, it's it's weird because like I'm I'm used to Celsius, and then the compression happens. It was like it basically becomes the same. So minus forty five uh, or like thirty five Fahrenheit is the, is um, is the same in Celsius, and I'm not sure I can find it here. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, m minus forty two in the the wind chill. That's pretty uh, pretty intense. You got to watch out. All right, so uh, stay safe out there. Stay warm, everybody. If you're in uh, these parts or. Uh, 
if the weather is a little bit better where you are, maybe over in Europe, down under, there's no, no danger of that, of course. Um, God Odin says, happy solstice, big guy, to you and your family. Thank you as well. Uh, my gift for you guys is still in the works, but I promise, I hope sincerely that you will enjoy it. Thank you. It's uh, very exciting. Uh, creative process just takes time. It sure does. Know all about it. Don't worry, man. Plus, working in between my businesses. Have fun with the global warming snow blizzards. Haha. <laughs> yeah. What if all that's just uh, manipulated, right? Just uh, weather weather engineer, uh, engineering, I guess, right? Does it uh, does it disprove global warming? No, they just have this amazing twist, shocking twist that they did at the end, where they just call it climate change, and so now it can be wherever you want it to be. If something changes in the climate, it's uh, it's because of anthropogenic global warming, and we gotta we gotta decommission oil. I mean, right about now, can you imagine that when these these cold pressure temperatures push down like this? without oil and and gas or nuclear like what what are you gonna what are you gonna how's this going to work what what's the what's the idea here right especially if we're heading into like a maunder minimum and it's just going to get colder and colder over the next i don't know decade or maybe longer holy shit kind of scares me a little bit in a way right man you get a minimum like the fact that they took out wood stoves in many older houses and stuff like that uh, fireplaces is just absolutely insane. Like to to not want to have those things as a backup if and some if and when something like this happens is just totally beyond me, to be honest. All right, thank you, Gordon. Appreciate that. Um, something a little a uh, little different here, a little esoteric for you. They they claim there was a uh, well, we don't know what it is. UFO, unidentified flying object. They they change it to what is the term now? They use you. Um, what is the other term they're using? You, 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 pop, or what is it again? Um, unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. Isn't that what it is? That's that's what I think they've changed it to. Maybe that's kind of like a a PC thing to try to uh, disassociate from UFO and the ba- <laughs> the baggage that it has or something. Uh, I'm not sure. I I rewatched um, or rewatched. I I watched um, a is it unknown. Unsolved Mysteries, I think it is. Uh, and there was a couple of decent, like, UFO. I, I like that stuff. It can be fun sometimes when you disconnect and, and, and not think about stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, who knows if any of this is real. I, I think a lot of it is, is, is probably government and state, to be honest. But, you know, all it takes is one. All, all it takes is one genuine unknown sighting of, of, of something, right, or an encounter or whatever. And, uh, and, and, and there you go. That, that that means we're uh, we're not alone or or whatever these things uh, actually are, but uh, it was in the Great Lakes area and it was like a sighting that back in the was it the 60s or something I think there was two around that area. There seems to be kind of a hot spot. This one is it was shot in Wisconsin. We'll take a look at the footage here in a moment. Uh, some sighting and and it could be you know yes it could be laser light show and stuff like that. But the one I'm thinking of back in uh, I think one was in the late 60s and i believe the other was in the mid 80s or something and i believe it was kind of a sim- somewhat similar area and i mean that was like full on like some some boy that claimed that he was like you know taken essentially right he was like hanging in the air and stuff it is kind of interesting like what what if if that shit is true like what the hell is going on with that you know what i mean uh, it is pretty trippy but to so wisconsin here the great lakes um that's where this took place 
Uh, we can read the bullet points, I guess. Here. Multiple witnesses across rural Wisconsin shared extraordinary footage of strange lights shooting across the night skies on December 1. The phenomenon was filmed from different locations by several witnesses who ruled out searchlights on the ground as a possible explanation. It's... Yeah, they went through that in one of the in-depth videos. I'm not sure what to think of it. It, it, it is... Uh, there is some pretty advanced, uh, you know, light and laser stuff that they have these days. But again, if it's if it's real, I'll take it. That's cool. Uh, Kimberly from West Bend told Daily Mail she was driving at 10.45 p.m. when she saw a white glowing object swoop down in front of her and the lights in the sky. A few hours earlier in Howard, Andrea Lynn witnessed multicolored lights flashing, swooping in circle, circles and darting across the sky. The following day, about 35 miles away in Greenfield... Teacher Chris Nowak, 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 I guess it is, Nowak, why can't I say that properly, uh, said his wife alerted him to similar odd lights in the clouded sky over the Fox River. All right, interesting. We'll take a look at the uh, footage here, see what you think. This could be, is it uh, the uh, Agatha, the uh, Agartha Atlanteans that are uh, coming back finally to, uh, finally to set the record straight here, huh? Where's the, uh, where's the footage? Here we go. Check this out here. I don't think there's any audio on this. We have to loop that a couple of times. That's awfully, uh, awfully short. I'll play that again. Okay, so that's a little bit kind of slowed down right there. What makes me, th- what makes me think it might be like some kind of laser or something is the movement, the fast movement of the guy in the middle there, that moves over from like the left of the screen over to the right, right there. I don't know. It's possible. I said, all it takes, uh, all it takes is one. Uh, there was another angle here too. Here's here it is. Right? Firefly UAPs reported in Wisconsin by several witnesses. Uh, let's play this short video here. This so this is shot from a different angle, I guess. Let me see here. What's that? Do that again. Okay, so it's like okay. I see what they're doing there. They've color corrected it, I guess, or, or brightened it up, or increased the size a little bit at the very top. Uh, that shows both of them right there. I don't know. All right, take it for what you want. Maybe a little uh, December surprise here. Who knows? <clears throat> I think it's fun sometimes to uh, to to cover that kind of stuff. <laughs> Friends of Mary Fagan says, "Congrats on Sigrid. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's very kind of you." Um, yeah, we had a segment. Um, We'll, in the Weekend Warriors show, we'll put that up probably a little bit later today. I was just editing together that. Um, a little bit on, on, on an update on that. And I'll mention it a little bit, little bit click, uh, quick at the end of the show as well. Uh, but anyway, yes, not getting much sleep at the moment. So, so thank you for bearing with me. I, again, things are a little bit kind of uh, sporadic and uh, a little bit uh, uh, disorganized at the moment. But but it is it is what it is. So I, I'm glad to be here with you guys. So, so thank you for bearing with me. And thank you for your patience. All right, so... Uh, let's do this. Let me see how long how long is this clip. It'll give me a little bit of a uh, kind of a little bit of a break right here, real quick too, because I might have to just go get a little bit more water. Uh, check this out. We talked about the uh, uh, Salme boat burial. Uh, maybe I should pulled up a, a page on that or something like that. But uh, it's in uh, Estonia. Um, boat graves. Let me just type that in real quick. Uh, Viking find. And I wanted to show you, the reason why I want to show you as well is, is to show you just, and, and most of you guys know this, but just how per, uh, 
permanently, is that the word, permanently affected scientific research, especially on these kinds of topics, is now. It's Uppsala University that's heading up this study of these boat graves, right? And it's Neil Price, a British guy, an English guy, uh, who's the head honcho there uh, doing this. And I included the portions where, where, where they desperately try to insert these things all the time of like how, well, they were multicultural and they were individuals, you know, kind of thing. There was like this, there, there, they, there cannot be a period in any European history, but it seems especially they're singling out northern European history, especially the Viking period, uh, and, and, and like they cannot have any pride around that or or any uh, uh, any strong identity, I guess, that people feel and in association to that. And so they've worked very hard on kind of breaking that down, specifically in Sweden. But Neil Price here in this in this uh, cut down clip of the presentation he did uh, in Estonia about this and about the fines and stuff like that, he mentions that too. How the uh, uh, how the Swedish governments uh, said it was very essential uh, that you basically you, that you find and present that they were all individuals. There was no group ethnic kind of interest, and they were all multicultural and stuff. You'll you'll hear it in the clip, right? In the clip. Um, but yeah, so Salma ship burials. Actually, in unison with this, which I'm pretty excited about, is the the Vendel period, which is kind of considered to be pre-Viking period. Uh, there were um, Multiple finds, of course, uh, in um, uh, in Valsiede, which is which is an area in I forget exactly how far away from Stockholm, and it's not too far away from from Stockholm. Um, tremendous finds there, right? Some of the most beautiful, you know, helmets and and swords have been found there, and and striking parallel between the Valsiede or the Vendel period finds and Sutton Hoo in England, for example. So it's obvious that the, the, this there was connection here. Even Sutton Hoo, Sutton in Norwegian is like 17, right? And I believe people counted it and it was 17 hills or mounds, right? Sutton Hoo, Hoo is Hög, uh, same word root, that's what I'm saying. So literally Sutton Hoo might translate to 17 piles or, or mounds essentially, right? But anyway, uh, tremendous uh, parallels there. And so there's there's overlaps here where Neil Price talks about that, how similar the finds is in Valsiata with what they found in, in Salma so far. Two ships, uh, something that seemed to have gone amiss with the the the, uh, the endeavor. Uh, tons of bodies in just one of the uh, boats here as well. But I find it fa fascinating. Hope you guys enjoy that too. It's a short clip here, or a little, little, a little longer, but uh, uh, presenting what they find. And then also check out the, the horrible... Uh, politics that's weaved into this you, you you think this would come to us in a scientific way clean and just like very raw in a sense that like this is what we find this is what it is no all of it is highly politicized check this out the viking phenomenon this is the title of a research project that's been running at Uppsala since 2016 and will continue until 2025 um, awarded by the swedish research council we're very fortunate to have five million euros. I'm the uh, the director of that project and I'm not going to read through this entire list but this is sort of the kinds of things that have been studied all over Scandinavia and northwestern Europe. Issues of migrations, power, kingship, um, rural settlement, towns, trade, warfare, other things like art, handicrafts, production, and? burials, gender. Gender, a lot of a lot of gender thing. Remember, they try to push that pretty hard too. 
the gender issue in the Viking Age. Whoa, here's a, a multi. Here is a trans bi LGBTQ poc. Um, <laughs> what I was gonna say. <clears throat> this is what it is sometimes when you're tired. But uh, what I was gonna say. Neil Price is finally the Uppsala University is finally publishing a number of the digs from Valstiade. That's what I was gonna say, which they hadn't done now. And this was, I think, I included this in the clip. But this is like back in the fifties. Uh, 60s and maybe even earlier they did a number of digs and it's never been published we've never gotten the full data from this which is just extraordinary when you think of it just considering how rich it is but anyway back to back to the clip of, of how the the gender multicultural individ, individualism was weaved into the viking age here from neil price identity ideology religion and so on if there's one thing that i hope people will take away from the 10 years of this project it's this that the people of the Viking Age, however we define it in time, were individuals every bit as complicated and varied as we are. What's the... Why is that so important, really? I mean, sure, of course there were individuals, but it's, the, but it's obviously done to ensure that no one out there can make the grave and seriously dangerous mistake of thinking that somehow... The people that lived in the during the Viking Age, specifically in Northern Europe, had some kind of ethnic cohesion and goals and objectives, and that they were they were a, a collective group that did things together. Uh, everything that's that's also funny about it. Everything that that like d distinguishes the Viking Age points to the fact that it was like. A, a, gr a group of people that believed the same things and did the same things and agree like stormed onto the the the, the European stage, if you will, or, or world stage, onto history essentially at that point, and uh, acted in 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 the in the group's interest, right? To you know do what they wanted to do, uh, what was necessary, the motivations you can discuss, what, what was the real reasons, right? Was it uh, vengeance? Was it over religion? Was it just, uh, I'm going to grab your shit and we want more uh, money? You know, <laughs> you could argue all those things. But the point is, like, they acted obviously as a group. But no, we have, we have to put that down, you see. And it gets to why. It's been ordered by, uh, by the state of Sweden. And for me, the only question to follow that is why would anyone imagine that they were not? And then something else. It's impossible to study the Viking Age without understanding and engaging with the weight of its impact today, positively and negatively. You know, you're all familiar with this from movies, TV dramas, um, exhibitions, music, all kinds of things, but also uh, its darker legacies of, of white supremacy. And <laughs> you're you always have to have that, right? I, I'm sorry, but like the whole, remember the whole Wakanda thing when that happened? And, and there's other examples in other parts of uh, history from, from other ethnic groups where like, no, it's important to them that they feel, yeah, but it's invented. It's just complete bullshit, but it doesn't matter. Remember Oprah talked about, I think for the first time we felt like it was something that belonged to us, you know, as Africans. It was, we were proud of this and stuff. And it's like, okay, great. You have that. Here you see how important it is that we cannot have this. We, we, even if it's not true, a misconception, and I'm kind of, I really don't care. It, to me, it, everything has, doesn't have to be 
100% like exactly as you find in the archaeological record and authentic and stuff like that. I'm saying if it's a little bit of theater, if it's a little bit of LARPing on top of, of you know, established historical things and what we find in the archaeological record, if that helps to create a sense of belonging that we we're pride, proud over who we are and what we belong to, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Everybody, every culture, if you will, LARPs and exaggerates and stuff. And it's just the, the nature of it. You you want your own to be the best. You want your folk, your people, your history to be top of, top of the line. You know what I mean? And, and everyone is entitled to, to have that and think that. But no, we, you see, that's very interesting with this. No, it's white supremacy. If you feel pride over this, even if you exaggerate some things and kind of it spins out of, out of control a little bit. No, that's very important to put that down, you see. See how different the, they treat this versus like something like, uh, you know, Wakanda or whatever. <laughs> and so on. These are things we have to think about. We have to um, engage with. We're looking at the demographics of Vikings. Here we go. So the, the demographic, well, what, what is that? No, the, they're Norse people, they're Scandinavians. <laughs> the, that's it, laddie. Gender, identity, things oh, like yeah. that. Gender, very exciting. Things like that. I've already mentioned. Look at this gender and this Viking. And slavery, this vast system of unfreedom that underpinned much of the Viking Age. It's also clear that Viking groups were to a degree multi-ethnic. They were not. <laughs> here, here it is. Ah, here we go. The cheddar man all over again. Ah, I got him a hangover from all this. Yes, they were. Yes, that's right. They had a Persian slave girl, <clears throat> and they took some women from Ireland. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. They were multi-ethnic, and that, you know, if you look at some of the arguments, that's literally. In some cases, they make it up. Remember the find after find is here's a powerful Viking queen. Look at this. You know, it was all feminism and women, and then it's like, well, but there's no way we can know. <laughs> we just we're just guessing. Maybe they were, maybe they were gender fluid. We don't really know. That's what's so exciting. We can't know that. So therefore, it's very possible that they were, we think. Not only Scandinavia. The Sama boat burials. They really were an archaeological revelation. One of the most significant discoveries of the past century in Iron Age studies anywhere. These two boats... Um, which is true, which makes it exciting. And that's why, you know, we're, we're watching this. And unfortunately... Containing Unfortunately, we get it through the lens of these highly politically uh, motivated um, homosexual guys like this one. Some of the work is still good, don't get me wrong, but like spare me the interpretation and the propaganda on top, please. I like I've, I've had enough of that. Just tell me about the fines. Uh, tell you know piece together the puzzle, so to speak, and I'm happy with that. These anywhere, these two boats um, containing respectively seven and thirty-four men at least. So 34, that's a lot, right, on the second boat there. That's that's uh, a, a decent amount, which is not common in these boat burials, right? <clears throat> which means that we're on, ex on an excursion. Uh, and again, this is pre- Any of them with- This is pre-Viking AIDS, so to speak, technically. I mean, it's not- He mentioned that, but the, the, those delineations are very hard to make. It's like, well, you had the Goths, then you had the Vendel period, then you had the Vikings, and then, you know, it goes from from that. It wasn't, you know, just didn't just begin here and there, from, from here to here, from here to here. You know, it was like it bled into each other at the different times. But anyway, um, it, it is very it is very exciting, uh, I think, some of the things I could dig out from there. Uh, and, if it, and if it helps to kind of build a, 
you know, an, an additional, um, just additional data really to the image we already have. That's 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 awesome. That's great, right? So since it was kind of at least before you know acknowledged, you know, Viking Age when that began with the attack on Lindisfarne. Uh, it shows you that it was like a, a a ramp up to it. That's the point I wanted to make. To there was like a they they were they were starting the raids and they were getting better and better at it. In, and in some cases, it went horribly wrong. Probably such as this one, right? I'm laughing, but you know what I mean. Seven and thirty four men at least, many of them with severe weapon injuries, very complicated rituals, intricate uses of material culture, the killing of birds and fish and dogs. And the possible, we could argue about this for, for weeks, the possible presence of a king. Now, this is where we start bringing Valsierda and Salma together. This. Yeah, so, so Valsierda is uh, the kind of, if you search for Vendel, the Vendel era, very Vendel period, whatever that, that's where the majority of the fights from that period comes from, Valsierda, uh, outside of uh, Stockholm. Why I and my colleagues are here today at all. Isotope analyses have shown very clearly that almost all the Salma men in the Salma boats came from central Sweden, probably the Mela Valley. There might be four from Gotland, from the island. There are close affinities with the material culture of the upland boat grave cemeteries. Not only that, there's other artifacts as well, but there is clearly very close links. It is possible that the Salma people may even be the Valsierda people. Of course. And if they weren't, they lived down the road. They must have known them. There's also um, the, the work of ADNA, which we'll also be hearing about later on, which suggests that the, the Mela men in the Salma boats came from a very extended kind of family group. They're not directly related, but, but they're, they're from the same sort of community, very clearly. So they were not multicultural. See how the contradictions happen here? <laughs> All the men were from like the same, the same stock. Oh, it's the same ethnic group. Okay, wow. Fl I'm floored. How is that possible? Back in the <laughs> Viking Age, they were, they were not, you know, a bunch of Africans and, and, and Asians uh, at that point. There's even four brothers buried side by side. It's difficult to add ethnic labels to this, but this really does look as if it is an armed force of the sphere. Ethnic labels? What does he mean by that? An armed force of the sphere? So, the, the, yes, it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? The people of central Sweden. A sphere expedition, presumably gone wrong, uh, very wrong. Um, there's critical implications for the nature and the date of early expeditions of this kind. This is 50 years before Lindisfarne, before that classic beginning of the Viking Age. And this is in yeah, the... Yeah, imagine Lindisfarne there, the, the, the video cut out for some reason. East. This is in the Baltic, not in the West. The Uppsala department is, is, has a kind of debt of guilt about Valsieda. As I said, they were excavated from the 20s to the 50s. But b before our project started in 2016, only six of the 15 boat graves were published. Six? Oh, look at that. Back from the 50s, only six of the 15 boat graves have been published. Now, I could be wrong as your terminology technically, but... That to me suggests it, it's not available to the. If it's not published, the public can't get access to it, right? Am, am I wrong on that? Which shows you how much these people hate and resent 
you know, our heritage and, and history, how they want to keep this away. I'm not saying, oh, because it's an amazing discovery. It could be, but it's, you know, it's probably not that. But there, I, I've mentioned this so many times before, but there's some, like, extraordinary uh, places. And, you know, personally, I went around in Vesajötaland, uh, southwestern Sweden, and looked at some of the places there. And there's this one mound that's, like, theorized it might be Beowulf's burial. And, you know, all the, the, the timeline fits, so to speak, right? And uh, there had never been major excavations here because they don't want to know. Remember those articles of, like, how the... Um, they handed over the uh, what's the term again? I guess the the, the minister for for culture and heritage. I guess would be the translation, right? They handed over the reins of that department to like uh, an Iranian and stuff. And then we learn later that like certain Viking finds have just been melted down. It's it's such a travesty that 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 these finds are in the hands of these people when it, when all these things are necessary and needed for us to continue to build our narrative, patch together our history. Uh, make us feel anchored to our past, to our ancestors. Again, all of these things are important for us to link us with the nation, with the people, whether it's to feel pride over who, who we are or appreciate who we are, right? And so it's obvious that, that if they can sever that, then disconnect that, you're most, much more likely to just like, you know, be gobbled up voluntarily by uh, the, uh, the Global Homo Project. Uh, and you don't care about these kinds of things. I mean, again, it took me... Uh, you know what almost two decades of 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 you know living if you will before like being like really starting to look at this stuff you know what i mean and being interested instead it was like no look at the oh the hindu religion or here's look at the mayans and the mayan calendar and there's nothing wrong with looking and studying that but i'm saying there was like that that was like a uh, a simulacrum it was a a standing for for like lacking your own uh, connectivity to your own culture and stuff like that. And so we start reading about it and you go out to some of these sites and you see these cool burial mounds and stone circles and rune stones and, you know, and you're just like, whoa, this is this is nuts. This is crazy. Um, and you feel an instant link to that. And, and you know, that's what you should do. Wherever, whatever area you're in, um, whatever you're from, you know, that's what you should do. You should read up on that. You should should link with your ancestors. You should understand the struggles they went to, read about the battles that took place, you know, dig out as much as you can because it's very important and it and it and it, it, uh, it links you to the past. It gives you, a, it, it spurs you on. It gives you a kind of a, of a drive, you know what I mean, to, to, to want to preserve who we are, our, our nation and our present. I think it's an essential component. Anyway, enough blabbering for me. Let's, let's uh, take a look at the rest of the clip here. And none of the other burials. Part of what we're doing in our project is publishing the whole of the Valsjöda Cemetery. So this is the connection between the two sites, from Valsjöda to Selma. And I want to stress this is in metaphorical terms, not absolutely literally. But if you like, the first Vikings, proper Vikings at home. I don't know we've seen, uh, what, what was the image again? <laughs> Let me see if I can find that. I think we've, uh, we've already uh, learned who the first Vikings was. I'll return to that, see if I can find that screenshot. And away. And together with this is also individuals. I've been talking about processes, kinds of people. There we go again, m m individualism. Yeah, that's what, th that's what did it for them. They just were all just a, a group of, the individuals were at it again individual agency people seeking individual improvement wealth land better social prospects political advancement connections or just a different life
But there's no way for this guy to know the personal motivations for these people. There's no way for him to know if they were individual or if they were a group, if they were a collectivized group interest. Uh, and that's the reason they did these uh, campaigns, if you want to call them that. Uh, so just which, shut up. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. The same reasons people move around today. Remember that thing I said at the beginning about the, Vi the Vikings are individuals just see how many, like See us. how many times he's you going back to that throughout this lecture? There's also just finally those contemporary legacies playing out in all different kinds of ways, as I mentioned, positive and negative. This was a, a real priority of the Swedish Research Council when they funded this project. Yep. Um, it's seen as quite an urgent social issue in Scandinavia. It's an urgent social issue to solve this. How do we, how do we dismantle um, the... Uh, again, I'm not against myth. I think myth is essential. It's important. Uh, and, and we can build on that. And, and again, as I said, even if it's not 100% true all the time, I'm fine with that. Uh, sure, get me as close as you can. Get me as authentic as you possibly can. But if you need to fill in the blanks here and there or something kind of gets a life on it, in a way, if something is updated to kind of fit our current age or whatever, to, to, to make it relevant or whatever, I'm, 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 I'm fine with that. You know, and, and I think some people think that's heresy and, you know, no, only what you can find in the records and the books. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, I'm OK with that. Because uh, because these things are about us now, right? That's the thing. It's not just about, I mean, sure, you want to, you know, honor our, our answers to these people and what they went through and all that kind of stuff. And you, you, you genuinely do want to understand them. But, but what's important is the continuity, the linking of them to us. And if, if, if we have to, I'm not going to say modernize, that's the wrong term, but if, if, we're, if we have to, I guess, fill in the blanks is a, is a good, good way of phrasing it, at certain places, to make it even more relevant to us today in order to utilize that as something to you know that that gives us the energy and spurs us on to uh to to become you know active and 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 fight continue to fight for our people and for our countries then then that's a good thing at the end of the day i i don't mind that i think that's very very positive to really talk about what vikings mean how we talk about them there are some quite simplistic narratives of what the Viking Age is. Um, yeah, such as something were that we're trying to complicate. <laughs> it's a time that is not homogenous. You've, you've gathered this is where we're going in this project. See, look at that. And I think beyond the stereotypes, the reality was a Viking Age of many ethnicities, many identities. It had diversity. It had different. <laughs> Here's the screenshot I was looking for. Uh, me, I guess it's not the Vikings then, but this is uh, SVT here, uh, public state television in Sweden. Meet the first Swedes. <laughs> Do you guys remember this? We covered that at the time. Uh, and it's kind of like the SAS commercial, right? SAS is like the the uh, Nordic uh, airline, right? Uh, we're no better than our Viking, our, our Viking uh, ancestors. Wonderful stuff. Back to uh, Neil Price here. Get a lecture. Where are we? Here we go. But all of them, um, something that we're trying to complicate. It's a time that is not homogenous. You've, you've gathered this is where we're going in this project. And I think beyond the stereotypes, the reality was a Viking age of many ethnicities, many identities. It had diversity. <laughs> it had difference. But all of that filtered through views of the world that were sometimes very, very different to our own.
Yes, they were. That's what makes it so interesting. And here they are too. Here they are shitting on that, <laughs> destroying that magic and and that uh, the the myth around that. And that complexity is something that we need to try to communicate both within the academy. Was, here, here we go. Like you know, what do you call it? Cross cross your legs, right? To squeeze your balls academically. And well, it was. Uh, it's very complicated. It's like this Marx immediate Marxist bullshit. It just reeks and it stinks, right? Oh, it's very, we need to complicate this as much as possible. Let's not simplify this in order for, for these people to feel they have a link to their heritage. <laughs> it's so, so blatant. Goddamn people. And I think to the public. And if I've been studying Vikings for more than 30 years, obviously I think they're really interesting. I think they're fascinating. But that's not necessarily the same as... Look at the, the Viking gender. Is that a Viking gender? Look at, what's his gender? Admirable. And we need to be careful about that. We need to be careful about that, okay? You got it? You got it, plebes? You need to be careful about that. Uh, God Odin on Entropy Stream says, Why do these guys always talk like they are narrating a National Geographic documentary? Isn't that fascinating? Not to mention the absolute gibberish coming out of the dude's mouth. Just the idea of visiting these burial mounds gives me some kind of energy. I felt, uh, I felt lost following Jesus made no sense to me. Yeah, there you go. Some people will find uh, it in our pre-Christian heritage and others will find it in our Christian heritage. Uh, that's all good. We do not have to uh, uh, <clears throat> we do not have to splinter over that uh, as it were. Thank you, God. Let me do these on Odyssey as well. Uh, let me see here. Uh, good evening to everyone. School from the Texas Outlaw. Thank you. Uh, let me see. What is this one? Not look forward to the weather in eastern Nebraska the two days to follow. Just hope the power stays on. See, that's what I was thinking about too. Man, the power's got a, you, you know, we had a power outage a few days after we first uh, came up to this area a couple of years ago now. <laughs> it was like, okay, never doing that again. And I'm, I, of course, I'm used to that from, you know, being from, from Sweden. We used to have, you know, every house, obviously, you know, had wood stoves and different types of fireplaces and these... Uh, uh, the the tile kokelung uh, I forget what the what the translation is some, some beautiful uh, uh, styles of of um, um, you know wood stoves to to heat the home and stuff like that and many of them were decommissioned they pl they plugged them if that's the correct term it was seen as like oh well that's old and outdated now we live in the modern era we are every you know the power will always stay on that was the mentality uh, it's terrifying you know back to wood stoves that's that's the way to do it uh, at least as a backup right. Hexagod Podcast says, uh, I'm in the blizzard zone, got deer in the freezer and the ingredients to make deer tacos during the storm. Not worried about it. Great. That's awesome. Fantastic. Sounds very, uh, very cozy. Glad for you there. Uh, wind chill, it was a triple quotation marks there, is heresy invented by media. Jesus, that is. Okay. Uh, Pre-traditional traditions. Thank you for the donor. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Yule. Buy something warm for the new baby girl. Also had a new baby girl in September. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, good to see you here. Pro42420 uh, says, been watching lots of videos with uh, Troy McLaughlin, who wrote The Saturn Death Cult. Been ages since you interviewed him, but uh, he's still uh, he is still based as fuck, bro. Would love to see you connect and discuss today and tomorrow with him. Really, is he uh, is he based? I have not <clears throat> kept up with him. He was he he was Aus, uh, Kiwi, right? He was Kiwi or was he Aus, New Zealand? I forget. I think it was Kiwi, wasn't he? 
I could be wrong on that. Much love and respect from Canada. Hail, hail our fathers. Let's make more white babies. That's right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, a couple more here. Archie says, uh, don't overlook that when the anthropologist says individuals, he's using the code word for Jew. <laughs> happy, happy solstice. There you go. Thanks. Uh, one more here from Archie saying that Vikings were multi-ethnic is better than saying that they were inbred cousins. <laughs> Have you seen the ethno-anthropologist named Wade Davis tell stories? My fav is the shit knife. No, I've not. I have not <clears throat> encountered that. I got to uh, read up on that. Thank you for the tip. That sounds, uh, uh, I think, sounds <clears throat> fascinating. Uh, all right. So. We have so 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 from that, as I said, a little mishmash here of stuff today, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But you know, I just appreciate hanging out with you guys here on the on the winter solstice, a couple of days before Yule or Christmas. Always a cozy time. Do love it. So anyway, uh, let's switch over a little bit and talk about the FBI bullshit that I've been happening here. I think it's a, I think it's kind of an important story, uh, and it again confirms something we already knew, right, to a certain degree. We've talked about big tech companies and their history to intelligence services uh, and these kinds of things for uh, for many, many years on and off. And here we had another confirmation with these Twitter files. And so, some have been kind of like, you know, a little bit more disappointing, but some have been some very important and necessary, you know, necessary bombshells um, to to confirm uh, basically what we, what we know in some cases, right? So the FBI paid Twitter... 3.4 million for processing requests. The latest Twitter files installment shows that the FBI paid Twitter millions of dollars to cover the cost of processing the agency's requests. Yikes. I'm happy to report we have collected $3,415,000 since October 2019, wrote someone with Twitter's safety and content and law enforcement scale team in a February 2021 email, according to internal messages reported by journalist Michael Schellenberger today. In 2019, scale instituted a reimbursement program for our legal process response from the FBI, explained the email, whose author is redacted. Prior to the start of the program, see, this is if this is the only thing that came out of the, uh, the Twitter purchase and the forty-four billion, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't turn into some you know dark dystopian uh, uh, nightmare because of this Twitter purchase. I, I don't think that's likely, but of course, it's 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 a possibility. We'll be inching in that way uh, with Elon Musk. Uh, but short term, there, there there's some uh, there's some positive things with 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 what happens what's happening right now with Twitter. Continues here, talking about uh, here, prior to the start of the program, Twitter chose not to collect under this statutory right of reimbursement for the time spent processing requests from the FBI. The internal emails were reported as part of an ongoing project known as the Twitter Files, in which Twitter CEO Elon Musk gave a small group of journalists access to a trove of internal communications and documents on the conditions that stories derived from this material be reported on Twitter first. Reasons Robbie Suave has written about the previous installments of this uh, Schallenberg's new installment centers on Twitter's decision to temporarily block a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's uh, about Hunter Biden rather his laptop just before the 2020 election. This was also the subject of the first Twitter files thread from Matt Taibbi. Uh, we can actually go. So Tucker had him on uh, on his show here, and he kind of summarizes uh, Schellenberger here. Uh, what they pulled out, which is uh, interesting. Check this out. How would you summarize what you found? Let me uh, 
go back here. Turn up the volume. Here we go. How would you summarize what you found? Sure. Well, it's good to be with you, Tucker. Well, we spent a couple of weeks looking at a lot of the internal emails and Slack direct messages among employees at Twitter. And the picture you get is one of existing FBI agents outside of Twitter and former FBI officials joining Twitter. You mentioned the former general counsel of the FBI becoming the uh, the deputy general counsel of Twitter. Also, the deputy chief of staff of the FBI went to Twitter. In fact, there were so many FBI officials at Twitter that they had their own internal messaging system. They actually had their own cue card to kind of train people going from FBI to Twitter. Yep. And so there was this relentless pressure by external FBI agents on Twitter to basically adapt its uh, content moderation, also to share information. Then you had these forces inside Twitter, former FBI officials, particularly Jim Baker, who very strenuously argued for the censorship of the New York Post reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop and the emails which showed these very questionable business dealings with China and other countries. So, Tucker, more... Inve- we, it, look, this is all well and good, but Tucker, why is it always a China? <laughs> <laughs> the paper tiger. Uh, there's some issues to be concerned with, but like, can you look? It's fine. This is what it is and what it was at the time. But like, can can you talk about Israel and Israeli involvement and in Israeli intelligence services as well? Talk about this. You do that, but also do that shit. Can you do? That? Can you do that? It's all. It's the same with the circle jerk conservative group. And, and look, there's some things that they pull out that's absolutely necessary, and it's good. It's glad this is being ex- exposed and stuff. But it is a limited hangout, as they say, right? It's a little circle jerk of just the same usual suspects. When there are so many other things you can tie in and, and expand into of talking about how other countries' interest in America and you know, uh, how detrimental this is and, and the national security and blah, blah, blah. But this is this is this is what we get with these people. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Investigative work needs to be done. But this looks a kind of psychological operation that you would see the CIA conducting in foreign countries, not something that you would see intelligence agents in the United States perpetrating against both news organizations, but also social media platforms, namely Twitter and Facebook. It's a disturbing yeah. pattern that I think our reporting today showed. All right, so good, good. Anyway, I'm I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad this is coming out because, of course, it is important, and it also shows you this the the, the pipeline, right? The revolving door between intelligence agencies and social media companies, and and my God, does that needs to be exposed more and talked about? And it's the same thing with just media, not just social uh, media, uh, but media. We, you know, CNN. We've how many times we've shown headlines? We've shown headlines about how it's you know permissible now to push propaganda on the American citizens in the U.S., which wasn't uh, legal before. Then we've shown how many of these intelligence and even military people just go stra- straight from that world into like sitting in the newsroom, sitting on on live TV, talk, doing the talking points. This is the reason why, like, uh, what's his name again? Uh, the uh, the uh, Italian guy. Uh, at MSNBC, it will come to me in a moment here. I'm spacing on his name at the moment. The point is, there's so many of these, right? There's so m- even the ex, um, the guy who voted for the Communist Party back in the '80s, right? The the uh, the CIA get Brandon, is uh, it John John Brandon? Remember, he went straight to to, to CNN and becoming a, a contributor after working, you know, with the with the CIA. Was it the FBI? I think it was CIA, right? Even even Andy No talked about this too, right? The the, the Patrick Conlon was one of these guys who were pulled out. Twitter elections and crisis response lead Patrick Conlon was one of several decision makers who pushed for jokes by conservatives to be to, uh, to be a basis for terms of services strikes. 
Conlon worked intelligence for years at the U.S. Department of Defense. Right? Conlon wiped his LinkedIn details, his past intelligence work in the U.S. Department of Defense. He was implicated in the latest Twitter files. Uh, so this kind of stuff is happening over and over and over again, right? Uh, Pear over on Entropy Stream says, uh, uh, how is this guy? How is this guy and where can I find him? Uh, you talk, Yeah, Neil Price, uh, I'm boiling. Can't they just let our history be? Vikings are Nordic people. Yeah, Neil Price. Uh, just search for like Uppsala University and Neil Price and, and you'll find him. Uh, but yes, he's very, he's the, like the head, head guy doing Viking research at, at Uppsala. We need new academics, folks. We're going to need new academics. If you're trained, uh, you're welcome to uh, to join our ranks and we can do our own research. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, let me see. Odyssey here. Um, Tessa Cunningham says, uh, Happy Solstice. Level 404 Light says, uh, Upgraded to Executive Producer for the month for a shout-out at LDS Fundamentalism in the Trad Wellness Pipeline. Get me, uh, get at me to learn how fast like Christ and Odin. What, let me see here. Get at me to learn to fa- oh fast okay I see I, I, that's right okay cool uh, awesome that's uh, that's that's cool I appreciate that thank you uh, if you did become uh, uh, executive thank you I appreciate that we'll get you into to the rotation as well uh, very kind of you guys thank you all right so so apparently the FBI responded to this right uh, it turns out of course that it's all misinformation. Uh, and uh, and fake news. We are getting our first response from the FBI to the Twitter file dumps. The statement reads, the correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional long-standing and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements which involved numerous companies over multiple sectors and industries. As evidenced in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers. See, the yep. men and women, as we're, evidenced we're just, in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow okay. them to protect them. I work every day. Oh, I see. I see. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting all, my, I'm getting all confused here. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me do. Oh, it's at the end. That's why. Okay. All right. Let me the Ameri- pause. There we go. Thank you. Holy smokes. Um, they're saying here, this is there's nothing shocking about this. We've always been doing this. This is just business as usual, and we're just helping to protect everybody by telling social media companies uh, what posts they should censor and who they should take down. You can, you know you can argue when it comes to like, oh, it's it's a private company and they can do whatever they want. And it's funny now with Twitter because of the, the leftists who always talked about this when when right wingers get banned, uh, you can you can shoot those talking points right back at them. Well, they can do whatever they want. They're a private company. Uh, But, you know, so what actually should not happen, though, is that you should not have government entities coming in and telling anybody anywhere whose voices should be censored or what story should not be, like, you know, highlighted out there, essentially. But that's what's happening now. That, that's actually when you get a, a, a direct violation, right, of the First Amendment where you have now government and state. And this is true for the CDC. Remember, all that stuff came out, too. Through, I think it was some FOIA requests or something, even one of my tweets. People at the CDC are sitting there telling Twitter, ban this person or, or block this post, uh, you know, take remove this post. This is not that is if there is ever one thing which is actually like a violation of free speech, it's, it, it is that right. 
Back to the Clippers. The men and women of the FBI work every day to protect the American public. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and yep. others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. I'm sorry. I last time I remember, uh, you are the ones who are discredi- discrediting your agency by, well, for one, the people you work with, and for one. Uh, the crimes you're not investigating and the, the the criminals that you're not going after uh, and the monsters that you're protecting uh, just just for to name a few things no it's just oh it's conspiracy theories yeah but th- this is bus- this is how you do business you claim this is normal this is normal procedure that justin john all right all right anyway, nope. that's the end of that one there uh okay so just as a reminder here by the way this is what happened with uh, when the FBI approached. So it's not only Twitter. This is point, my point here too. It's not only Twitter. This is like every single social media company. Here's here's uh, Zuckerberg, uh, you know, admitting that the FBI basically approached him, right, and say, you, be, you know, it's Russian propaganda. The Hunter Biden laptop story, and and it's not that that's like the most important thing in the world. And there's some you know mega conservatives that act like this is you know the, that's the bombshell and stuff. Um, there are certainly more important stories, but it just points to the the dishonesty and to the the shady business that these intelligence services are running, uh, and just how rigged the game is. That if they do not like the narrative, and you know, yeah, we call them the deep state then or whatever, uh, if you like that term, uh, the, the the deep state comes out of the woodworks and start controlling everything. Right. That's why we today have a narrative that basically any any free speech that's allowed is is basically uh the, the most wicked evil and it will is going to lead to violence right that's narrative anyway uh Facebook here check this out is twitter we just kind of thought hey look if, if the fbi which you know, i still view as a legitimate institution in this <laughs> yeah that's right 100 country it's like very professional law enforcement they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something then i want to take that seriously did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but mm-hmm. it was. It basically fit the pattern. It basically fit the pattern, right? Remember that, guys. And speaking of other things that the FBI is up to, remember the Larry Nasser story, right? The uh, the guy who was the coach, right, for the uh, U.S. Uh, la- women's Olympics team, right? Do I, do I get all those details right? I think that's correct. He was convicted. I, be- I believe that's a done deal now. I believe he's in jail, right, for, like, grooming these girls, essentially sexually assaulting them while he's coaching them. And what happened, of course, is that they, when they approached the, um, when these girls approached the FBI, some of the agents that were assigned to, assigned to work on this, sorry, I'm slurring today, tired, uh, they basically said, <laughs> can we, um, are you, are you, di- are you saying you're diddling little girls here at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Olympics uh, uh, practice uh, team here? Do you have any openings? That that's basically what happened there. <laughs> We're talking about discrediting the FBI. That's that's your all of you did that. FBI agent fired for failing to properly investigate Larry Nasser, and it wasn't only that; it was the fact that he actually wanted to go work for him. Remember that? Did a whole video about it at the time. And of course, it gets worse, right? Check out um, who they work with. Where's the uh, where's my tweet out here? Uh, here we go. Check this out. ADL, oh, now with the official yellow check mark. Whoops. 
They have a yellow star. Will you look at that, ladies and gentlemen? It's it's been rolled out. Fascinating. Uh, is that what I call? Not that these are journalists, but right, yellow journalism. Isn't that why? Uh, uh, I almost said Tucker. <laughs> why Musk? Why Musk is putting uh, special different color gradings on on certain uh, uh, segments, right? Of of you know to, to quickly identify what group of of organizations they belong to, right? So ADL here is is media. They've got the yellow star uh, there, but uh, okay. Um, while the other pleeps, I guess, will keep having blue, but the green ones, if it's government, or so, I forget what all the, the, the color. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm getting lost here. Did you know the ADL trains every new FBI agent on their role as protectors of the American people and the Constitution? I thought this was a joke first, and then I was reminded, that's right, I remember that uh, little uh, show or talk conversation uh, that uh, Christopher Ray had uh, with Jonathan Greenblatt at the ADL, and then basically, uh, you know, sucking each other's uh, cock. Listen to this. The one dot that maybe one of your members has is brought forward with the one dot that we might have so that we can disrupt the attack. So the eyes and ears part is huge. Well, I know many of us, you know, we look at the IMA bombing in uh, Argentina or even the bombing in Oklahoma City. We worry about this lone threat, whether it's Iranian sleeper agents or domestic extremists. And when we've had white people, so many tip um, issues on a day to day basis, it is the FBI that works directly with the ADL every day. And we could not yep. do our job, if you will, of fighting anti Semitism without them doing their job of protecting our community. So, Director Ray, we are we are in your we we really, really have the deepest appreciation for you and all of your professionals. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for what you do. The one dot. There you go. He gives us job, a little, if you will, a, a fighting a little treat here at the end, Jonathan. Here. Protecting our community. So, Director Ray, we are we are in your we we really really have the deepest appreciation for you. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jonathan, thank for that. I do appreciate that. Thank <clears> you, Jonathan. All right. Okay. Let me pause there. So you get the idea, right? I, I thought that that was kind of like a no. That can't be a real tweet. Is that a real tweet? Yeah, they actually. Uh, train every new FBI agent. So, of course, what 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 does that mean? Why is that important? Well, of course, <laughs> it means that everyone will have an anti-white bias if that tra- training program and call it what you want is is uh, successful. It means that there will be a an ADL-driven narratives weaved into the FBI, right? Which is always we've heard they're supposed to be beyond politics and stuff like that. But of course, ADL is an anti-white her- hate organization that does nothing essentially but defame people. Remember Greenblatt was so upset because I got a blue check mark um, on Twitter. Uh, and that's gone now, by the way, too, because I, ch- I updated and ch- <laughs> updated and changed my uh, my name, or I, I removed one character at the end, and then the blue check mark disappeared as well. So I'm very butthurt about that. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to get it back. All right, so crazy times, crazy times. Um, with these guys at the ADLs of the world. Uh, but of course, this is nothing new, right? Um, did I miss one here? What was the other one we had? Yeah, Larry Nazar. Oh, yeah, the, the Biden. We'll, we'll get more to the Biden story right there. The uh, uh, the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. This, it's very, you know, it's a specific reason why they looked the other way for that, too. And, and it's in case I didn't make that clear, right? This 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 photo was allegedly one from 
Hunter Biden's uh, laptop or one of the phones. I, for, I forget which one. I think it was the laptop, actually. The phone was hacked later. Remember all the stuff that came out from that? Here he is getting uh, massages here, allegedly, from, uh, f- from a bunch of young girls, folks. And again, it's because the FBI are, are part of... The, I'm saying there are people inside of the FBI that I think now we can say with some certainty that are part of the pedo network, the global child sex ring, uh, a la, you know, Epstein and these other groups, right? They're part of that. They're, they're, they're looking the other way for it. They're covering for it. Um, they're protecting people. You know, we still haven't gotten a clientele list of, of uh, Epstein's, you know, uh, customers, if you want to put it in a, in a disgusting way. Uh, but this thing with the uh, intelligence services is, is nothing new, and we've talked about this before as well. Google's true origin partially lies in CIA and NSA research grants for mass surveillance. That's what it was. That's what I'm saying. I'm not surprised that any of this has happened. This is merely it coming into its natural form, and now most people are just finding out about this. Uh, it, it's highly worrying, and of course, this is there should be hearings in congress about this there should be uh you know uh, what do they call them all those uh intelligence uh hearings and and you know in inquiries <laughs> these kinds of things about you know the the truth of these things uh, it should be exposed and it should be shut down uh, essentially if, they, if they're if they're um uh, really concerned with with people's uh, uh privacy right uh let me see here i have did i miss one here uh, yeah, Rootin Tootin says, Happy Yule and Merry Christmas over on Odyssey. Thank you. Good to see you. We're kind of you guys. We appreciate your support today. Chalky Milk, thank you, man, so much. I'll mention Sigrid at the end as well because I, I assume that's why you're you're sending it. I'll, I'll just do a quick uh, uh, thing on that right at the end of the show. But, yeah, thank you, guys. All right, so here's the here's the other one then right uh, who could have ever who could have ever known that it would go in this direction <laughs> here's a post millennial here uh, famous new york city non binary artist arrested for uh, plotting to rape a 9 year old boy big surprise just look at that look at that face folks a non binary queer artist was ar- arrested last week in an fbi sting operation they do is this is this actually true that they actually do occasionally good work on this? I, I'm almost suspicious of it when this happens. It's like, is this? Are they trying to kind of give you the appearance, the illusion that they're that they care about these things? So they, I'm not saying this guy was framed, but it's obvious that they do sting operations and frame people, right? Is that just kind of to take the heat off of them and the organized uh, pedophilia that uh, allegedly takes on uh, or, or occurs within these uh, types of organizations? I don't know, but regardless, if they if they did if they got this one right, good for them. Thank you for that, at least at the very least. But I am suspicious. Uh, after this individual attempted to set up the rape of a drugged nine-year-old boy, this article contains graphic details from FBI complaint. Woof. A non-binary queer artist was arrested last week in an FBI sting operation after the individual attempted to set up the rape of, uh, rape of a drugged nine-year-old boy. Ephraim Zeleny Mindel, 35, had been communicating with an undercover FBI agent he met on Scruff. The hell is that? Oh, it's okay. A dating app for gay men. <sighs> See, it's not... Um... Yeah, okay. 
if <laughs> if they over why is it that they're having this the, the the linkages of this group is, is is tighter than ever and now you have an entire establishment that, that is basically standing up and defending uh, this type of activity and saying that that's you know if, if LGBTQ is to remain inclusive well it's to include include all the people that have different type of sexual uh, preferences and identities and of course that includes the maps as well right the minor attracted persons uh, or you know aka the pedophiles. So now you can have a pedophile, you know, uh, uh, meetup here or whatever you want to call it on, on on a dating app for gay men. Will that be will that be investigated? Will that be shut down? You know, because if you know that if the framing here was that there was somehow a white supremacist that was caught in some sting operation that was going to do something criminal, right? Then whatever medium that had happened on would have had unless it's facebook and well now it'll be twitter but it didn't used to be twitter unless it was facebook or youtube or something like that and then it was like oh well that's totally normal that's totally fine don't worry about that but if it was a gab for example or if it was telegram or something else then of course it would be like we have to shut down this outlet there's a video of this here too let's see if we can look at a little bit hopefully it's a cut down uh version of that okay predator hunters that's what i was going to say before too they have done a lot of good work on this, and remember some of the times they have some of these channels are run catching pedos, hands over information to law enforcement, and they don't even barely look at it. Oh, it's very hard for us to, um, you know, to know the ins and outs of this. Where so we we drop the case. That's happened a few times actually. Um, at this point, Zeloni Mindel shared having an interest in. Ing incest dad son. What is, what is? I have no idea. What I don't want to know either. And well, I know what incest is, but what is why young? Is that what I short for? Young incest dad son. And repeatedly and graphically stated the desire to sexually assault children. The accused also sent the undercover agent child sex abuse materials, uh, according to Redux. About a month later, the undercover agent pretended to have founded found a father found a father of a nine-year-old boy who was willing to allow Zelani Mindel to rape his son, holy shit, and offer to introduce the two. He actually bought this? I mean, I guess there are people that are monstrous, like demons enough that actually do this kind of stuff. The alleged pedophile, alleged, the pedophile eagerly embraced the opportunity and expressed a strong desire to sexually abuse the child to the second agent. Arrangements were made for the rape to take place with Zeleny Mindel, believing the child would be dragged prior to the assault. Ay, 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 ay. Holy smokes. You know. All right. I mean, I think I know what this is. We don't have to, we don't have to go through the details. It's just sickening. It sickens me. But yeah, this is this this is queer artists. This is your non-binary LGBTQ people now, right? God Odin says sometimes uh, sometimes I just don't know how you can look at the, uh, this nonsense every day. Respect <laughs> even the clowns, the full clown makeup, the clownest part of of clown world are saying, "What the fuck at all this shit?" Yes, I. It's kind of cathartic to like get that, like to to. To expose it, to look at it, to let this story though is obviously not something you laugh at. Uh, this is just full on catapult time and nothing else. Give him a trial and then, you know, straight to the catapult. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of things are just, uh, it's it's good to laugh at it. it. It's good to ridicule and make fun of these people. That's um, I genuinely believe this is that that's a good thing. And if there's anybody out there that feel, you know, that overwhelmed with this or this is too much, which I totally understand, you I mean, just step away. There's no point in, in, in wallowing that. Check out the videos we do. There are more practically oriented or, you know, what, what do we do videos. And, and we're, we're putting that one up probably later tonight as well. We did a, I think, a decent segment of the Weekend Warrior show. Um, on that too, like basically, what what can we do, right? That's going up on the uh, on the main channels here a little bit a uh, little bit later today, or uh, possibly tomorrow, depending on how late the evening gets here. All right. Anyway, thank you, Godron. Appreciate that. Uh, Sometimes you, you, someone has to expose it. That's just how it is. Someone has to w- wade through this and uh, and in in an attempt to help to to wake people up. And and, and it's the the purpose of it is to be the the fire and the motivation. Uh, for people to get off their ass and and start uh, doing positive things in the world, uh, and for, it might not work for everybody, you know. But I but I think there's a lot of people that need to hear this stuff, and there's still a lot of our people, a lot of our folk are in the dark. They're unaware. They don't know what's how bad it is out there, and uh, you know that's why sometimes escapism and not looking at those things can be the worst thing for our people. Uh, but but if you've been in it for a while, and if it's one of the things that starts to you know impact people negatively instead, then yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely step away and, and and just look at more the, the creative uh, and um, you know hands-on positive stuff for sure. Uh, okay, so let me let me show you this right just in in conjunction uh, to this kind of stuff. Remember this graph here: nothing to be proud of. Perfect correlation between childhood rape and homosexual behavior. 47% of gays admit to having been raped by an adult man during their childhood or adolescence. And the source for this is archives of sexual behavior, comparative data of childhood and adolescence molestation in heterosexual and homosexual persons from 2001. Apparently there's some issue with domestic violence as well, uh, which I uh, didn't know, but of course... Those kinds of stories that we just uh, uh, looked at, right? Famous non-binary plotting to rape a nine-year-old drugged kid. The reason why you're seeing them being emboldened is because the establishment is basically backing them up and saying, no, they're not monsters. It's not a, cr- it's not a crime. It's a disorder, says the New York Times there, right? From uh, 2014, but oh boy, and by Margot Kaplan. But oh boy, have this narrative picked up steam in the last couple of years. Now, basically, they're admitting and saying like, yeah, grooming events is us to have access to your kids. And if you're against that, you're a, you're a bigot. You're a bigot and anti, you're anti-gay if you don't let us have access to your kids. Now, uh, what is what does that lead to, right? Cheer star Jerry Harris on becoming a gay icon. I want to be someone that's fearless. From 2000, oh, that's 2020, right, uh, June. And then, here we go. Former cheer star pleads guilty in child pornography case. <laughs> Oops. It did not uh, It did not age that well, uh, that heroic piece. Right there. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that, I mean, that's where we're at now. They are, they're trying to normalize this. And oh boy, I mean, the Salon pieces, the Huffington Post pieces, and we showed you the, the New York Times pieces, right? This has gone on and on and on for a few years now. Uh, now, you know, it's maps. Let's find new terminology. Well, they haven't done anything. The only thing that's going to alleviate this, the only thing that's going to start solving this is the threat of severe 
physical punishment if you are caught in in some kind of capacity in these types of situations. That's the, that's the only thing. There has to be laws, and they have to, I mean, there is laws already, but in some cases they're not, you know, what I'm, what I'm saying is that there's a softening up in our culture right now for these kinds of crimes, right? Pedophilia is the number one worst crime you can engage in, and, and, and society and us and, and all of us needs to make sure that that message is sent loud and clear. There cannot be any confusion about this. If you engage in this, it will be, you know, and again, a lawmaker can come up with the punishments here or whatever, but like, you know, you know flogging on the town square. Maybe maybe we should bring that back. How about bringing back some flogging for these kinds of crimes? If you try to rape and drug a minor, a young boy or a young girl, yeah, then you should be physically punished in the most severe and humiliating way. And of course, if you actually engage in the crime versus just like, oh, well, I didn't do anything. I didn't do nothing. If you actually engage in the crime, um, there's worse things that needs to happen to you. No, no question about it. All right. Let me uh, let me go to this here. It's it's not really a, a, a you know connected to it, of course. Uh, but but you could argue the the uh, the narrative kind of in the in the media has been to to. To focus more on on you know white supremacy, for example, or white nationalism, uh, or so-called extremists, and of course the, the only extremists are white people. We know that conservative white people, right-wing people, uh, and that's where kind of the major pressure has been over the last few years. And, and the same thing within the social media, right? Remember how, how the how Twitter having a severe pedophile problem. And again, if if Elon genuinely came in and started to solve this this issue, that's very positive. You know, I'll take that. That's very good news. Uh, and I'm happy he's done that, even if he has an ulterior motive later on down the road with Twitter or something. Uh, that's yet to be to, to be seen, right? But they have done basically nothing to try to prevent pedophilia on, on, on some of their platforms. Facebook has a huge issue. Twitter have had a, a huge issue, and apparently Musk has been part of solving that, right? And they're spending efforts and resources and time on. Um, changing language of what, what words people use because it's offensive, or, whereas in this case, the Biden administration is going to spend about a half a million dollars on, on, on artificial intelligence that's supposed to detect microaggressions on social media. Maybe you should deal with the FBI intelligence pedophile problem on, your, on, on social media. Uh, no, instead we should, we should utilize AI to shut down microaggressions. Check this out here. The Biden administration is set to dole out more than $550,000 in grants to develop an artificial intelligence model that can automatically detect and suppress microaggressions on social media. Government spending records show the award funded through President Joe Biden's one point here. Of course it is. 1.9. Was this the omnibus bill? Is it, was that the same one? $1.9 trillion American rescue plan was granted to researchers at the University of Washington in March to develop technologies that could be used to protect online users from discriminatory language. How about this? How about developing an AI that can that can instantly detect any kind of uh, pornography and and shut it down and, and take it offline rip or, or automatically report it. That that's one of those things you could have like have direct 
have a direct passage into the social media company so that the fitter, the fitters, yeah, the, the Facebooks and the Twitters, uh, e e you know, immediately ban and shut down that type of content. How, how about that? that? That could be a good idea, right? Uh, the researchers are developing machine learning models that can analyze social media posts to detect implicit bias and microaggressions, commonly defined as slights. Ne I think I've never heard of that. Slights that cause offense to members of marginalized groups. Yeah, what, such as pedophiles? <laughs> it's a broad category, but past research conducted by the lead researchers on the University of Washington's project suggests something as tame as praising meritocracy could be considered a microaggression. The uh, poopy pants Biden admin funding of the research comes as the White House faces growing accusations that it seek to suppress free speech online. Biden last month suggested there should be an investigation into Tesla CEO Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter after the billionaire declared the social media app would pursue a free speech agenda. That's right. That is the big problem right now. Not pedos, free speech. Internal Twitter communications Musk released this month also revealed a prolonged relationship between, here we go, the, what we just talked about, right? The FBI and Twitter employees. All right. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Uh, we had a couple of um, leftists banned here, or Antifa actually banned from the platform, which is always uh, good news. Um, I am blocked by that uh, very homosexual individual. So let me go over. Here it is, right? Here it is. Oh, it's my, it's Michael Hayden. He blocked me. <laughs> Elon Musk's Twitter nuked the anti-fascist news website. It's going down. <laughs> Good. Yeah, they've docked number, doxed a number of people. They were part of uh, uh, publishing uh, bullshit back in the heyday when our uh, website was hacked after Charlottesville. Some of you uh, OG uh, old timers remember that, right? They were they were they were part of that whole group. They're an intricate little network of uh, anti-fags anti uh, that engages in this kind of behavior and doxing and, you know, uh, all kinds of uh, sickening uh, behavior, essentially. So I'm, I'm glad that they were banned. Now they're just getting a little bit back. I look forward to the free speech substack people jumping in to get mad about this one. And then he said, among many other things, it's going down. Did did is round up the comings and goings of far-right extremists every week. I know of nothing they ever did that would merit a suspension on this site. They didn't. They didn't do nothing. It's always the uh, the uh, reply, right? They we didn't do anything. We just uh, we did totally legal doxing and just hung out people. Where's the? Uh, oh, here it is, right? To sum things up, neo-Nazi Andrew Anglin on Twitter is fine. Opposing Andrew Anglin is not fine. Uh, no, you can't uh, dox people. <clears throat> and furthermore, he has uh, he has his right to, uh, to free speech. Uh, so, you know, as I said, now you can, you can they're going to cry and they're going to whine and they're going to be at me about this stuff. Good. They, they deserve it. I've seen some like, let's take the high road, you know, kind of like conservatives that, oh, this is worrying that journalists are being banned from screw all of that. They created this. They began the fight. It's just a, a pure pleasure when these people are getting banned right now. I wish the journals would be like perma banned. I don't know if this, if this, um, it's going down as permabat. It looks like it, but you know, you never know about these things. They might get it back uh, at some point, right? But yeah, it's a it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. You can be build your own Twitter. Have you have you tried not to be a uh, uh, breaking the terms of service? Have you tried not to be an a violent anti-fascist? 
All right, post-millennial had this one too. Prominent Antifa account IGD News suspended from Twitter, according to the post-millennial editor Andy No, the terror-linked Antifa propaganda site infamously instructed its reader to, quote, carry out political violence. Yes, they did. Even claimed responsibility for terrorist attacks on a railroad in Washington state in 2020 that led to the conviction of two militants. All right. Good stuff. So anyway, he had the details there. You know what I mean. He just basically links up and proves that, yes, they're calling for violence. They're uh, basically a terrorist uh, front group that's organizing violence uh, against uh, right-wingers and conservatives and stuff like that, right? And white nationalists. Um, all right. So speaking about uh, principled conservatives, here is uh, Tucker and uh, Libs of TikTok here has a... Uh, uh, ha having a crossover, maybe the, I think this was yesterday, so maybe that show was already made. I'm not sure, but this was uh, what Tucker said. Now, pay close attention to his uh, right hand here. Hey, it's and see what's on his right hand, Tucker. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. I have been reading Libs of TikTok for almost two years now. Libs of TikTok has been on our show, but behind a screen. I'd never been around Libs of TikTok, and then today she showed up, it's a she, I'll tell you that, in our studio using her real name. It's true, I'm right here. <laughs> She's even cooler than I imagined. So she'll be revealing herself on our show. I All right, <clears throat> so face docs, I guess, for, uh, was it Raya, Raya, Shia Reitschik, or what was it again? Um, she is a Jewish woman. She does good work, uh, obviously, at Libs of TikTok, uh, you know, aggregating some of this insanity. You can have a good laugh and, you know, quite worried, too, when you look through it, of course. But did you see what he had on this uh, right hand? It reminded me of, like, yeah, that's right. We uh, I did a tweet on that a while, while ago. His little uh, Kabbalah bracelet, speaking of which. Isn't that interesting? Uh, you guys remember that? This was uh, one of the interviews he did, right? Now, some people kind of, oh, it's just a it's just a, a lucky, lucky bracelet, right? But uh, if you search for Kabbalah bracelet, that's what you get. Is that one for... Let me see, F Fred Red Cord Bracelet with, what's on that thing? $2,150. Hamilton Jew. I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but uh, woof, Red Bracelet, $2,150. That's uh, quite steep. Red String Protection, Powerful Protection, Kabbalah, uh, Red String. Anyway, that's, uh, that's Taka for you right there. Tucker does some good things. I'm not only going to complain on him, but uh, yeah, this is a, an entire world. Uh, the, the celebrity uh, world loves this, right? The Hollywood celebrities all enter their uh, Kabbalah bracelets. And, and, and of course, in the, in the extension, Kabbalah is a whole uh, field. Here's Madonna, I think, right? Kabbalists do it better. And interesting, when I, when I saw that is when, we, when he did the... Uh, yeah, here's some other ones, by the way, uh, that, that we posted, right? Ivanka Trump, Trump with the, or Ivana Trump with the, no Ivanka Trump with the Kushner of course, which showed up with Musk coincidentally, right? It's a little circle jerk, it's a little, it's a little club. You ain't in it. Uh, here is the clip that uh, that was found out with. Remember this guy? And both of us have a family background in the real Washington. Yes. And so, you know, what they think of... And pause there and, and just tell our, our viewers what your background is. Oh, um, um, you know, my dad was a foreign service officer, which is... Uh, so I went around living in embassies and consulates around the world. I was kind of a... Uh, an international Jew, you might say. Actually, I always wanted like a lifetime subscription to International Jew Magazine. Can't you see it? Um, you know, but I was, I'm, I'm a rootless <laughs> cosmopolitan. So, um, so, you know, so I, I grew up really in the belly of this beast, right? And 
I'm a rootless cosmopolitan. That's uh, Moldbug right there. What's his real name again? Chat, do you have that Moldbug? What is his real name again? I forget what his real name is. I think it was in the show there, but I, <laughs> I, for I forgot. The um, let me see here. Yeah, okay. Um, funny stuff. <clears throat> you know, look, this is just a little fun segment here. Uh, flinging some shit on Tucker too. Uh, but anyway, speaking of which, uh, which Adam Green had this clip, out, check, uh, clip up. Check this out. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, the Young Turks recently had that clip where where they talked about uh, uh, who controls the media. Do you remember that? Oh, what was this? Is it this one? Oh, that's the uh, financially successful. Which one was the other? Which one? They have done some great clips on this. It's it's quite funny actually. Uh, addressing this uh, this uh, topic, the third rail, right? Let me see if that comes in. Or, yeah, my network has been horrible today. Uh, let me see. S financially successful. Oh, this one. Check check this out. We can do a couple of these because we have a little bit of time. Check this out here. There's TYT. When you're not on your meds, you're not getting the treatment you need. You start having talking about Kanye here. Paranoid thoughts, and I just find it fascinating that his paranoid thoughts are deeply anti-Semitic where he thinks that everything is being controlled by Jewish people. He hmm. then goes into like this weird, I'm black and I can't be anti-Semitic because all blacks are Jews. I, like, I, I think that's a <laughs> reference to this weird fringe group. Yeah, yeah. Black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> it's, um, I, I think it's a reference to uh, like. Now, now this star does a wonderful uh, <clears throat> little uh, segment here on this. Eastern African people mm -hmm. who, um, you know, uh, the. Uh, we don't need to get into what, yeah, what no, he's talking about. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to get into. Know, yeah, I don't want to talk about get that. into that either. But I will say this, and and I don't think I'm breaking news here on TYT. I think a lot of prominent Black people have Jews on the brain. I really do think so. Really? Why? Yeah. They, there's just an obsession with this idea that Jewish people are clearly people who were oppressed in this country, mm -hmm. who have made a way for themselves financially, and a lot of prominent people who are black when they reach certain echelons, they find that they are surrounded by a lot of Jewish people who are also mm -hmm. successful. So I find that a lot of prominent black people are just obsessed with how did Jewish people do this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how did Jewish people go from being a legitimately persecuted group of people in this country to not? anymore in America. I'm not talking about any other place, but here in America, the Jews have made a way for themselves. And I think prominent black people, just a lot of them, not all of them are obsessed with the Jewish story here in America mm -hmm. and how so many of them could be so successful financially and prominent. Well, okay, so I want to move on. To okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> fascinating, uh, fascinating commentary there. Uh, here's uh, uh, Schenk here, Schenk Yogurt, on who controls the media. Do Jews run the media? That's a preposterous thing to say. You hear at the beginning, he basically says, of course, he, he's gonna, he was going to do his, of course they do. You can hear him, you know, sh shutting it that down here. Listen to that. Do Jews run the media? That's a preposterous thing. <laughs> Do Jews run the media? That's a of preposterous course, thing to say. Okay, most people say, and the facts say, and the that they don't. But uh, but Bob on Facebook here has a documentary, and and so I, as an independent thinker, came to the same conclusion. 
Shank's going to set the record straight for us. Anti-vax, anti-Semite, anti-anything. So now let me just say real quick on who owns the media and controls the media. I worked at MSNBC, one of the largest cable news stations. I had their six o'clock hour, that's a very important primetime hour. You know who my bosses were? Uh, Irish dudes. And above them were Irish dudes. No, <laughs> the Jews run everything. No, they don't, they don't. It's just not true. Can you find one or two Jewish people who are, have uh, found success? Yeah, of course you can. But you could find just as many Irish guys who have found success. And guys, I've been at the very top of the of the different media circles. And I'm here to tell you, the room is filled with Christian white males. All right, we can play the rest of this. It's kind of funny. It's just about ownership here, right? All right, um, so they had a follow-up here today on, on, on all of this. Uh, they were talking about, I think, it, it, to, to uh, summarize it, why, why Jews are, are, are the, the best, the greatest. And, and I think they're hinging around like the, the religious argument. Um, basically, in terms of exclusion, it's an exclusionary thing, right? Now they do proselytize to a certain extent, but what's interesting here, you can also extend to the conversation to what really is a religion or or a, or a cult, right? Because of course we have modern cults and modern religions are rising up as well. I'd say liberalism is a religion. I'd say anti-whiteness is a form of religion. It, it's these weird new cults. But anyway, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen to what they what they said what they said here uh, regarding this. Jewish people are my favorite religious people. You know what well, you want to know why? Because they don't want you. They don't want you. Like in fact, if you want to convert to Judaism, it which is funny because sorry to interrupt immediately there, but which is funny because if as soon as white people have something that's only theirs and they we well we don't want you, then that would have been a problem, and these people would have worked day and night to get in there to ensure that you cannot have something that's exclusively yours. But in this case, it's wonderful. Now they just talk about, oh, because they don't try to push their religion on, on me. Oh yeah, is that really true? You Like, in fact, if you want to convert to Judaism, it is one of the most difficult things in the world. They don't go around trying to force their religion onto you. They're the best. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. Right? Live and let live, believe and let believe. Like, wh why do I have to believe what you believe? Yeah. No, the fact that they leave us alone is wonderful. Oh, they're the best. Okay. They leave us alone, folks. Hey. Jewish people are my favorite religious people. You know, well, you want to know why? Because they don't want you. Is this the same twice here, maybe? They don't want you. Like, in fact, if you want to convert to Judaism, it is one of the most difficult things in the world. Yes. They don't go around trying. <clears throat> anyway, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, actually. Uh, but then my argument was like, well, it depends on how you define uh, religion, isn't it now? Um, I mean, it, it, it has been, I mean, it, the, the liberalist religions, which you could argue, you know, make a very good case that there is a uh, certain overrepresentation of, of pushing some of those things, especially in, in white countries, European countries, right? And there they're recruiting like crazy. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't get away from it. Essentially, right? That's it's been uh, absolutely uh, insane. <clears throat> As I said, yeah, anti-white liberalism is one of the most successful religious cults, cult movements in the modern edge. In the modern modern age, uh, was one of the comments I made on that. I, th I, I stand by that. I think that that's true. 
I think we're, we have multiple different religions, you know, running uh, concurrently. And you can just pick and choose which cult, and they bleed over. It's one of those, was it the Venn, Venn diagram? Is that what it is? Bleeds into each other. But anyway, uh, the Young Turks always have a very tasteful <coughs> commentary on that kind of stuff. Glenn the Chinaman over at Entropy says, Do you think Bankman, speaking of Samuel, Shmuel Bankman Fried, or is it Freed, will get Epstein? Will ba Bankman get Epstein? You know what? I haven't thought about that. I'm I'm wondering. I'm trying to to answer that. I'm wondering about how it was found. It was an it was an accident, right? It was it wasn't meant to be found out. I don't think he was thrown to the, you know, thrown to the wolves. It's not a scapegoat. It's not a sacrifice. I mean, as soon as they found, they just couldn't stop it. Then everybody like, oh, that, we're 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 disconnecting from the guy. We're I had nothing to do with him. Kind of like Epstein, right? But. That could that could that could mean yes he might actually be uh, taken out of circulation because it could be too many ties and it could get too deep it could get too complicated remember how long it took before he got uh, arrested for example what was that about why did it take so long um, Bahamas I think is finally uh, extraditing him I think this was happening was it this week that was happening I think it was actually but yeah I think uh, Glenn I think I I, I I gotta say yes I think. Or, or something will happen that basically um, ensures that he will not be able to communicate more with the with the public or be seen or ha or having any kind of public like uh, you know hearings or anything like that. Uh, remains to be seen. It's a very interesting uh, question, actually. But uh, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think something went horribly wrong there, and it wasn't meant to be. It was was it it was essentially the was it Coin Desk or was it Coin Telegraph that wrote that piece? About how they just they basically don't have enough money to to uh, you know in, the, in their coffers, and then Binance was supposed to buy them up, and they pulled pulled out of the purchase. I believe that's how it unfolded, and then everyone's like, "Oh shit, they don't they're, they're not uh, solvent or what's the term?" And everyone started like trying to take out their money, and then and, and then down the ship uh, went essentially. All right. Anyway, a little bit of this, a little bit of that here in our rando show today. Check this out. I came across came across a clip here <clears throat> with uh, Logan Paul. Um, Remember, he's become you know very very famous YouTuber and stuff like that. I put it on Telegram too. You should follow us over there. T.me forward slash Red Ice TV. We put uh, news and stories and stuff like that. We upload all the videos on there too. By the way, if you want to watch our stuff over there, uh, or of course we go out live there as well. Shout out to Telegram. Um, I captioned it like this: Logan Paul, back in 2016, uh, has a death in the family. He goes up to his uh, parents in Connecticut. Yes, Connecticut. And uh, I, this is the line I imagine he, he, he said to his mom there. He's going to meet his family, right? Mom, mom, can you, can you just, can you say something about me in front of the cameras? You know, very, just casually, organically, something that kind of, I don't know, might, might help advance my, uh, my celebrity status and maybe, maybe my career in Hollywood. And then uh, this happens. He's flying, son. Something your, your bloggers don't know. What? You have a little bit of Jew in you. Where? And like. Grammy was a Bucks bomb, and your dad was. All right. Bucks bomb. Bucks bomb. What else am I that I don't know? Uh, what else? What else am I? You are Welsh. I'm German, Welsh. And Irish. I'm German. So I'm just, a, I'm just an ugly mutt, huh? I'm just an ugly mutt, huh? Why would she? Why, why does? Why? Well, why does that matter? Isn't that what the line was? You have. Imagine saying you are. Um, you are 100% white, or <laughs> something like that. Well, this is concerned. What, what's going on with this, right? 
Anyway, this rando stuff, but I thought it was funny. Speaking of the topic we're on here, right? Um, Logan, he has been, I mean, they've been pushed like crazy. They're doing like all the boxing stuff now. Is that, is that not what they're doing? I don't know. I don't keep up with this stuff, but it's always funny that like uh, the, the, these totally organic YouTubers pop up and they uh, <clears throat> they get uh, they get kind of pushed uh, to the front lines for uh, some fascinating reason, right? Uh, all right. Speaking about the movie industry, uh, we should investigate it. We we should we should pause the movie industry until we can figure out what's going on because now it's uh, now it's killing people. Man dies following heart attack. Possibly triggered by excitement while watching Avatar 2. Uh, it is a horrible Avatar, uh, the, the, the message in it. Um, it's basically an anti-white movie. Uh, if you Google or, you know, just Wikipedia then or something, like this is just a mainstream stuff, uh, The Noble Savage, then you get where I'm coming from. That That's all of this is. Although every human that shows up on this planet, I forget what it's called, the planet in Avatar, is not uh, a white person. The entire framing of how they act and what they do and stuff like that is basically they're white people. It's like this, you know, the, the, they, they're constantly with their coffee cups and it's like, this is the American worker. It's like, of course, the, the, the humans are there sabotaging everything. So you could argue it's anti-human as well, but it's distinctly like the humans are the white people and the poor, innocent, blue, tall Smurfs, the uh, the avatars, uh, are the noble savages and the victims of this. And it would be a wonderful kumbaya fest as long as these evil white people showed up that hadn't shown up from uh, from Earth, essentially. Um, and I do say that the propaganda is very, very heavy in it. And they're very skilled in in presenting the image that I that that I genuinely think people that are like not attuned to propaganda I'm monitoring will be swept up in and they might potentially look at this and be all angry. So I don't know what happened here. Obviously the guy could have been vaccinated. So let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here, right? But it, it is funny though that things that that kill people are are only are only problematic if it's something overall that's not beneficial to the to the uh to the establishment, right? I'm not saying that movies have killed an, 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 an inordinate number of people throughout the, the decades. But there's people that have been heard. Of. Wasn't the Alien one of the first uh, like major Hollywood um, horror movies, right? Ridley Scott directed the first one back in, uh, was it 79 it was released? 78, something like that? Uh, and it was people that were, they were having, um, see, not seizures maybe, but they passed out, right? They, they fainted, I think, in the, in the movie theater and stuff like that. <laughs> Can we can we investigate this until we we can figure out what's going on? Can we can we shut down Hollywood and the movie industry? No, we can't we can't do that. Epstein stuff. We covered the uh, in the Weekend Warrior show. We covered Sarah Ransom. She's one of the uh, victims of Epstein, and she claimed that she actually has not only seen videotapes of Epstein and two of his associates, uh, I assume, raping an underage girl on video. She has taken she's taken copies of this. Um, huge uh, story, right? Huge uh, um, development, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, in that story. If we can actually get some names and and rekindle this up to the surface again, it it, it bubbles up here and there with this, and uh, such as in this case with this story with Les Wexner, which of course is speculated. That's what where a lot of the money came from that Epstein actually uh, wheeled, right? 
but we need some major break in this case to get more attention to it so that we can start putting pressure on like the people responsible here for like not releasing clientele lists and stuff like that. We The whole thing needs to be blown wide open. Uh, and if we can have a, a copy of a tape like that, uh, that would give us two new faces, for example, or un unless they're already known or, or, you know. Oh, that's right. I think she mentioned Dershowitz might be one of them. Um, but she has to watch out. If, if you claim you have a tape like this, you, the best course of action would be would be to release that now, or, or they're going to kill you. Talking about being Epstein, uh, Glenn, Glenn Shineman. Uh Sarah Ransom uh, will definitely be Epstein if she doesn't uh, release this tape. She claimed she had done multiple copies and have them scattered all over Europe, so I hope she has some kind of dead man switch set up. But uh, I, I hope it's true. I hope it's not just, um, you know... Um, exaggerations or, or or to you know to garner attention or something like that so i hope it's true anyway so speaking of so we'll keep monitoring that but anyway there's some new uh this is to plug i guess a documentary and it, it, the chances are high that this will be a disappointment too it's something new on hulu we'll see what happens but regardless if we can get some uh, uh information about les wexner out out of it that would definitely be good let me see what he was he is he in jail now? What happened to Les Wexner? Wait, did she? He just disappear? Is he in jail now? Let me see here. The story might have it. Um, okay, I'll get to it. Man, I'm looking at his Vicky pager right now. Wasn't he? Yeah, Jeff St Epstein Associations. I thought he was arrested. No, no, no. I'm thinking of. Uh, no, 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 John Luke Brunel. That's right. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I'm confusing my, I'm confusing my uh, pedophiles. Uh, apologies for not being more nuanced with my pedophiles. Um, he was in. He was in jail, and he was killed off too. Right. That's what happened. Les Wexner have just disappeared, as far as I know. There wasn't a part of that company that Jeffrey Epstein didn't have access to. Former L Brands, which is uh, Victoria's Secret. CEO Les Wexner's very close relationship with billionaire pedophile takes center stage in new documentary about 7.5 billion Victoria Secrets rise and fall. Uh, I will premiere on... Oh, this is... Okay, good. There we go. This resurfaced. I came across and I thought it was a new piece. Okay, it's from July. Okay, good. Then I can check it out and see the whole thing. See, I thought it was from December, just released now. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, expect uh, to see a follow-up on this. We'll pull out as much details as we can about it. But anyway, uh, it could be good to be aware of. I wanted some more pressure on on on, th on the Wexners around this too, right? The documentary investigates CEO L L Wexner's relationship to S. Epstein, who committed suicide in prison in 2019 while awaiting trial for sex trafficking charges. Totally happened. His accomplice, Gillian Maxwell, was last month sentenced to 20 years in jail for sexual trafficking, and of course he's um, appealed after that point. The docuseries also explores Victoria's Secret's financial woes and fur furious controversies. Furious controversies. Wexner stepped down in 2020, and Victoria's Secret rebranded with new models and more inclusive items. That's right, because it had been like this, you know, very skanky, semi, you know, pornographic. Would of course, you know, sure, attractive women. But now it's like this, now they have fat women and just like non-binary and queer stuff. And it's like, how, how is this going to be, is this going to be successful? I mean, again, this is what it did. it. But then you found out, I think it was a, uh, Lana's mentioned this a few times, it was a goy that actually started this company. And then uh, I think one or two Jewish guys came in 
and bought it. And I believe the guy that founded it committed suicide, by the way, too. But anyway, uh, that's a different story. All right, so Les Wexner, some stuff about him, um, is coming out in the dock. So what we'll do about this story then, because I thought it was now from December here, what I'll do is we'll try to um, see if we can stream that uh, on Hulu and actually see if we can get a copy and see what comes out. I had a... Um, there was a couple of episodes with um, the Finnish-born guy, P uh, Peter Nygård, as we would say in Swedish, but Peter Nygård, uh, that actually was very, I mean, biz the most, some of the most bizarre stuff I've seen. And he kind of moved in very similar circles. I, th I, I think, I still think there was an overlap between the two, between like Epstein's thing that he was doing and Nygård's thing. He was more into like the transhumanist stuff. Uh, but there is a couple of episodes there that we need to cut down and, and pull pull the, the, the if that's the right word, the, the juiciest out of that. Because uh, these are just, I mean, absolutely freaky people here. All right, so let's, let's end with, uh, let's end, because we have it in the title, uh, with Zelensky here in Ukraine and more money for, uh, for, uh, for Zelensky here. We had uh, him actually visiting uh, the U.S. Uh, today, actually. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the fight for Ukraine is the fight for democracy. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Wednesday that the fight for Ukraine is the fight for democracy itself, as Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky prepares to address a joint session of Congress. Now, shall we all count when he when he does this? Shall we all shall we all count how many times they give him standing ovations? Because we have we have one guy that just happened to be back in office right now that um, had the record for standing ovations, even more than the U.S. presidents. You'll never guess what country he comes from. Pelosi wrote the fight for you. Okay, we, we had that. Don't repeat it. It's the fourth time they're repeating that. Um, Glory to Ukraine, she said. The Ukrainian national salute, which is often used as a symbol of resistance. Pelosi released her statements as Zelensky will meet President Joe Biden on Wednesday. We have that footage. We'll play a little bit of it. Uh, and then he will address a joint session of Congress on Wednesday, Wednesday uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So that has, uh, that has happened live here, actually, as we uh, went live. We'll check that out later. This is a very historic day, Majority Leader St Stein Hoyer said. Zelensky arrived to Washington, D.C., follows as Congress is currently ex expediting a $1.7 trillion uh, 4,155 page omnibus, omnibus bill, and I think there's part of that, right? Uh, the bill along with uh, part of that bill that's going to go to Ukraine. Uh, the bill along with funding for federal government will grant Ukraine 45 billion in military and economic aid. It's just uh, such a shit show with this stuff. Congress has already appropriated, uh, appropriated 66 billion for Ukraine's protracted conflict with Russia. Along with tens of billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, the omnibus bill will also create a Ukrainian independence park oh God, in the heart of Washington, D.C. As soon as U Ukraine is a global homo country, all this kind of sense of nationalism and stuff will be will be eradicated overnight. If Ukraine, I'll say, I'll say this and, and quote me on this and we'll see how this ages, right? If Ukraine comes out of this victorious, you're going to see a methodical and sy systemic, is that the word? systematic eradication of anything that has anything to do uh, with Azov and the National Socialist Groups in Ukraine. Mark, mark my words. 
eventually the articles will come trickling back how this is a worrying element. Now they're denying it to say nothing about it. And again, that's why I've been like, you know, look, they're in, they're in big trouble. They might get financial aid right now. They might get weaponry now. They might be part of like the, you know, the, the big boy club or whatever. But if they come out victorious of that, they, they will clamp down on them so hard and so fast, you won't, they, they won't even know what hit them. Uh, and I don't, wish they, I don't wish they did. I'm saying I think they're fighting for the, for the wrong. I'm not saying they should go fight for Russia, but I'm saying that I, I think they're, they, 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 they shouldn't do what they're doing. But anyway, they, they've made their choice. They're doing what they're doing. Hopefully I'm proven wrong, but you know, we'll see. Of course, they might not come out of this victorious. That remains to be seen. Uh, here's Biden announcing this 1.8 billion security aid package to uh, Zelensky. For to make it easier for the Department of Defense to procure critical munitions and defense materials for Ukraine and other key materials to strengthen our national security. Today, I'm announcing the next tranche of our security assistance to Ukraine. $1.85 billion package of security assistance that includes both direct transfers of equipment to you that Ukraine needs, as well as contracts to supply ammunition Ukraine will need in the months in the months ahead, it cuts off there. Yes, the Patriot missile system, which they said, oh, we'll never send that. Oh, you, you got it. We're, we're sending you that, right? You used to provide Patriot missile system to Ukraine. Yeah, here we go. Let's let's escalate. That's the uh, MO. That's the name of the game. Let's escalate. Let's go to nuclear war together. Uh, here is, let me play that CNN clip. This is good stuff here. Oh, here's a message here. Pelosi sent... This letter to lawmakers about Zelensky's visit to the Capitol tonight, where she compare she compares his visit to Winston Churchill visiting Congress in 1941 to ask America to go to war with the Nazis. It's with gay pride. I'm sorry. It's with great pride and solemnity. Is that how I say it? Uh, that tonight we will welcome President Zelensky of Ukraine to address a joint meeting of Congress. I encourage you to read my letter of invitation to Zelensky. I thought she was, is she not out? She had that painting and she was all celebrated and stuff. No, she's still there. As the fight for freedom in Ukraine wages on, we look forward to hearing his inspiring message of courage, unity, and determination. Please note that for security reasons, the House Sergeant at Arms has announced that there will be no guests allowed in the House gallery with the exception of official guests of President Zelensky. Maybe his parents, who just sold a uh, villa down in, uh, or, or purchased a villa down in Israel, maybe? Can we, can they come? As he comes to beg for more money, please, uh, on a personal note, this is a moment fraught with meaning for me. My fa father, Congressman Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., was a member, of, so of course the Pelosi's is a dynasty, right? I didn't know that. Uh, member of the House in 1941 when Winston Churchill came to the Congress on the day after Christmas to enlist our nation's support in the fight against tyranny in Europe. And look at what a wonderful place it is now. I'm so glad the good guys won. 81 years later, this week is particularly poignant for me to be present, present with another heroic leader. Address the Congress in a time of war with the demo democracy itself on the line. I hope that you will be there at part of a very special evening, which will be etched into the history as well as part of our legacy. Nancy Pepsi-Cola. All right, let's uh, check out the uh, CNN clip here. He's meeting with, uh, uh, with uh, Biden here. If Trump was president, Ukraine would be part of Russia by now. 
and Zelensky would be a prisoner of war or worse. Instead, today Zelensky is passing on a war hero's medal to President Biden. Captain, and he asked me to pass his award. And he asked me to pass his award to President Biden. That is the cross, cross for military marriages. That is one. Yes, that is from him. All right, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let's play a little bit more of this here. Uh, powerful moment at the White House as Ukraine's Zelensky unexpectedly gave him a cross for for military merit. I don't think this, unless I missed it earlier. Oh, it's eight minutes long. Oh, shit. Let's play a little bit of it here. Uh, he's he's basically, he's uh, Zelensky's trying to be thankful here for all the billions uh, that uh, the American taxpayer uh, is forking out at a time when they basically cannot, uh, some of them uh, are homeless and can't, feed to, uh, can't afford uh, to feed their children or heat their homes or have to choose between one or another. Uh, this is, of course, uh, absolute, the most important priority for America right now, this conflict. Thanks from our just ordinary people to your ordinary people, Americans. I really appreciate. I, I think that's goy, uh, Zelensky. I think it's very difficult to to understand what does it mean when we say appreciate, but but you really have to, have to feel it. And thank you so much. Great honor to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, <clears throat> yesterday I was on the bus in Bakhmut. That is the place on the east of our country. You know it. All the details. We had so many phone calls and spoke detail about it and i want to give you something one oh, guy is really real hero real captain and he asked me to pass his award and he asked me to pass his award to president biden and you will understand he is the captain of heimer's battery yes he's very brave and he said give it to very brave president and I want to give you that is the cross, cross for military merit. That is one. Right, there it is. God love you. Yes, that is from God here. Love you, yes. and, and I have the list. He wrote the list. Yes, I didn't read, Mr. President. I can't read. It's not I, my. Did you say I can't read? Was it in Ukrainian? Language. All right. Anyway, I think we've seen. <laughs> I think we've seen enough on that. All right. Yeah, these are the guys. Let's go to world war. Let's let's arm them with Patriot missile systems now. Let's give them f how many more billion? Look, I hate to see the conflict. It, it, it pains me to see this conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Uh, but this is not the way to solve it, to be honest. Nope. Um, I think it's irresponsible and, and, and crazy. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> you know what? We're going to wrap up here soon, but I guess I, I, I won't feel that Zelensky's showing up and asking for more billion. Remember how much stuff he's asked for? He has asked for no flight zones. He's asked for, uh, you know, more weapons, more support. He's asked for all kinds of like, uh, you know, exotic weaponry. <laughs> this is actually right from the U.S. Uh, he's asked for billions and billions and billions, and then he shows up and just like, oh well, thank you. It, uh, I really appreciate it because I I hate to ask for help. <clears throat> you know what I mean? But there's nothing wrong to ask for help, right? We did a little segment. Uh, we'll, as I said, we'll up to those later on too. Um, Lana talked a little bit about it in the Weekend Warrior show, and I just we're just going to mention it, at, you know, at the, at the end of the shows that we do. 
uh, and ask for your help. I, I hate to ask for help, but it's it's what it is. Uh, it's okay. You know, uh, we talked about the, the the hard situation with Sigurd, who was prematurely born as she was in, in hospital and uh, <clears throat> spent about two weeks uh, in uh, NICU or a neonatal intensive care unit, right, as it's called. And uh, we do have insurance, but we have a super high deductible and the, the stuff is just tacked on there. Some people were asking, some people saying, hey, you know, we'd like to help out, whatever. Uh, and so we created a Give, Send, Go. And again, I hate to ask you for, for it, but if there's someone out there that do want to help, uh, we, we appreciate it. We don't expect anything around anybody, but we thought, all right, we'll, we'll do one. Some people are asking for it. And I'm sure that's why earlier Chocolate Milk said, Hail Sigurd, I, I think he saw that segment. So thank you, Chalky Milk, so much for that too. And th there's others of you that have sent too, and I'm uh, I'm truly appreciative of that. Thank you so much. We, we sincerely appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cra crazy uh, deductibles on this stuff. And he just like, at the first 48 hours, two, first two days she was in there, it was like $50,000. It's <laughs> just like insane. Uh, and so this is like, Basically, we'll go in, into uh, there's nothing I'd rather go into debt for, don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, it hurts bad basically having this. And I wish we had a super, you know, this is when you work for yourself, you have like, you know, you don't get good deals. You don't have like, I know there's people that have like, you know, good jobs, union jobs, and it's insurance, 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 and it pays for everything and whatever. We're not in that situation. So we have a high deductible and it costs an arm and a leg to say the least. So, anyway, long story short. If someone out there wants to help, there's some of you that have asked, and some of you have been super generous already. So thank you so much to everybody out there. Uh, Givesango.com forward slash Sigrid. Uh, that will be help to go towards the NICU bills. Um, so consider it if you want to. If not, no problem. Uh, thank you so much anyway. Uh, we, we appreciate all of you out there. Uh, and as usual, because I know there's so many out there that already do so much for us, and you guys are out there, you're supportive, and we, we love all of you. So thank you so much. It, it's truly uh, humbling to be in this position and having so many great people out there, so many kind people, so many great supporters, and the mail we get every day, and it's you know heartwarming, genu genuinely. So thank you to everybody out there. Um, so I do want to say thank you to our executive producers as well today. Again, there's a little, a little longer uh, segment that uh, Lana did with some updates and stuff like that. I'll probably just upload that as its own segment in case someone wants to uh, check that out. If, if you're curious regarding Sigrid and, and the development there and stuff like that, uh, but she's doing good. Everybody's doing good, so there's no problem. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a huge, insane uh, bill after the, after all of that. That's like gonna sting. <laughs> anyway, so, so having having mentioned that, uh, can you tell I hate I hate mentioning it or asking for it? Um, executive producers today. Let's, let's let's pivot here, as they say. Right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. We have T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller. Rest in Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk. Thank you so much again, Chalky Milk. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. French 47, Mark Smith, No One, Jeebs, President Ubunga, Quetch Me If You Can, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, and The Ride Never Ends. Thank you, executive producers. We appreciate you guys. And also producers, Mr. Walker 696, Yu Hanson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pop, and Eyes Open. And if you have uh, gotten one of these recently, uh, we'll we'll get on it. Um, we're a little bit behind, but we'll get on it. Thank you so much, guys. Do apologize if you're not into the rotation yet, uh, or maybe if you're not in in there anymore and can't. Not a problem. We thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys are awesome. So thank you for being there for us. A uh, couple here uh, from Lars Hagebeck. Uh, 
baby money, don't mention it. Thank you, Lars. Appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Got Odin for Sigrid. Hail. Thank you so much, by the way. Uh, beautiful victory, as the, as the name translates to. Thank you. Uh, it's very kind of you guys. We have uh, Andromeda over on uh, Odyssey as well. Best wishes to you and your family. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Hope you all have a wonderful Yule or Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Um, WTF says, uh, good winterslover, Henrik. Yes, uh, good winter um, uh, winter vacation, right? Uh, all the best to you and the fan. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Operation Werewolf, thank you for the work, Red Eyes. Thank you, Operation Werewolf. We appreciate you as well. Thank you guys so much for the support. Love you all. Thank you so much. I'm humbled and uh, an honor to be here and do what we can to fight, try to awaken people, try to do a better job, try to do more, continue to ex expand against adversity, against censorship, against financial attacks and all this stuff. You know, this is this is this is the name of the game. You know, <laughs> if you're over the target, they're going to try to shut you down. We're just happy to be here and we're happy that you guys are here as well. So anyway, with all that out of the way, we'll be back Friday and we that will be our, our Yule stream this year. So the 23rd uh, probably go live at, at around the same time as we usually do. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. That That's midnight Central European time. Uh, and I think we're going to take some calls. We have some topics we want to talk about, but it will be a really mellow, laid-back stream. We'll take some of your guys' calls, so get ready for that. Call in, chat with us. What's going on? How's the year been? We'll come up. We might even come up with, like, a couple of things, like some topics we can ask you guys about, what, or whatever. But we'd love to hear from you guys as well uh, of how things have been for you. What's next? What's going to happen? What's going on? What's your prediction? What do you think the next couple of years is going to be like? Right? That kind of stuff. So anyway, we'll have more details on that ahead here. Uh, and we'll give out all the details on how you can uh, reach us uh, during the show, uh, probably by, uh, well, at the latest, of obviously, before the stream Friday, but uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow as well, depending on how things come uh, together. All right. That's that. I think we're caught up everywhere. Thank you, guys. Much love to all of you and to yours. I hope you have a wonderful Yule. If you're busy and you can't tune in for some reason, no worries. We have you in the archives. You can always check check us out there. So if we, if we don't see you, Merry Christmas. Good Yule, everybody. But I do hope I see we see you on Friday, of course, the 23rd uh, as well. Much love from all of us to all of you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.